Round Frank, man. King of uh, King of Chats showed up, so that means it is time for Rantcast. This is episode 39. I'm joined tonight uh, by by two just legends of the community uh, from the Rerolling Ones over on <laughs> YouTube. Yeah, we got Jack there on my left and Brent on the right. Say hello, hey. guys. What's up? I'm Brent. <laughs> there, there you go. There, see, see, for for the pure audio format, you got to You got to say something when I introduce you, so they can like, oh, that's that's who that is. <laughs> well, you said Jack, and you didn't say Brent. So. And, <laughs> well, like I noticed, like every video, like we're like stuck in this mode of introducing ourselves the same. You figured that out, right? You got to do yours. The it's Jack. What? Oh yeah, it's Jack. Yeah. There, there you go. go. There you go. That's my good phrase, I guess. Hi everybody, it's Brent. Perfect. Look at that. I watched like five videos where I did that. I was like, what have I done? Yeah, we do all our kinds of Stands alone! Too early. Can't, can't give that away yet. Coming in hot already. <laughs> Soren the Mad Lad already popping off with five gift subs uh, for, for Chat Gang there, so thank you for that, Soren. And I, of course, am the magical Mr. Mephisto, the most dangerous man in Age of Sigmar. My, uh, my new bestowed moniker from, from Vince Venturella himself. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking about bat rubs. We're going to be talking about the community, and uh, we're going we're gonna to do something I don't often do on Seraph or on uh, Rantcast, which is talk about a battle tome. So we're going to talk a little bit about Seraphon tonight because Seraphon are sweet, and we should talk about sweet things on Rantcast. But first of all, uh, we're gonna we're just going to address the elephant in the room. Uh, obviously, Adepticon just got canceled. Uh, it, it, it sucks. There's really, there's really no, no way to state it other than it sucks. Uh, you know, for me, yeah, for me, I mean, you both y'all were, were going to go, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it was going to be my, if you count LVO as a convention, which is kind of, uh, this convention, I went to Nova last year, which kind of, I got the bug. I wanted to go to as many as I can. And everybody was telling me, you really want to go to Adepticon. It's like the granddaddy of them all. And, uh, so I'm like, okay. And I was really excited for Brent and Shu to go. We've never been to any. Yeah, because when you see uh, when you meet people in person who love what you, what, with uh, who love what you do, and you feel so appreciative of how, like, because you know we're just some friends uh, goofing around on the internet, and uh, when you hear some people's stories, like there was a guy Ben, he uh, uh, was going through a hard time. He uh, had a test, a, like a, a, a you know cancer scare boils down to it. And he told uh, us that watching his video was the first time he had laughed since getting the diagnosis that, you know, the doctor wanted to see him back in there. And uh, and hearing little stories like that, just from us goofing off online, and I uh, got to meet that guy. And I wanted them to experience that, too. Meeting, like, I don't want to say fans, because that's weird, like, but people who Somewhere enjoy like community, yeah, yeah. People who enjoy your content. Yeah. Uh, that's why I really wanted them to go. And yeah. I wanted to... Uh, Beat some people in AOS. <laughs> we're going. We're going to go with uh, Doug, two plus tough, and then our friend Greg, aka Cranky Old Gamer. So we had a group, and mm-hmm. uh, now you know. I think yeah, for maybe like a week and a half, we've been trying to figure out. So it's like, so what do we want to do alternatively? Yeah. Well, I, I it does, and and I'm going to go ahead and spoil it for everyone right now, or tease mm-hmm. it, I suppose, is the radio or the broadcast term. Uh, Martin Orlando sent me a message. I guess you guys were talking to like what coach and stuff, sort of. Yeah, like we were separate. talking to AOS coach last night. Yeah, about it. yeah, AOS coach last night. That's about the time I got the the message from Martin Orlando because it was like, okay, looks like maybe Adepticon. This was still the maybe Adepticon's not gonna not gonna mm-hmm. happen territory. And we're like, we need a contingency plan, something to give the community some hope, some 
some an opportunity to show off all their hard work because people have been grinding for Adepticon, man. Like I've been grinding, uh, grinding on on uh, getting my display board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, trying it, to paint. <laughs> trying to paint. Learn, learning it right. Picking it up. And and you want to. I think it's going to be really important to have like this just something to show for it. And so we're planning on that same weekend of Adepticon, a bunch of content creators essentially doing sort of a internet marathon extravaganza with a hashtag, some Discord hangouts, uh, and basically like old school like cable television. We're going to have a schedule put together of who shows to watch when. Uh, it's, it's all very, very preliminary. We don't, we don't know for certain, but we started the ball rolling last night. And, and hopefully just, just something to give back to the community, something to say, hey, we see you. You know, like... Yeah. Yeah, anything. Something to do, too. People block this off for Warhammer. And then if, you know, the best thing a lot of people can do is isolate, stay inside, not go to a big old convention, then uh, great. Like, we would love to encourage that and hopefully have yeah. some fun stuff to do while you're hobbying or hanging out at home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah anything... <laughs> yeah, we got a great game for staying home and playing for hours turns out so yeah like just having some some constant content going encouraging people to you know to like schedule their own like mini mini tournament an idea i had was like hobby grudge matches like because you know there's probably some people finishing out their hobby would would be this week or next week well still finish it grudge somebody be like i know you were you were grinding those last 500 points you know, like, I've got about 500 points. Grind it out. Like, throw the hashtag up. That that hashtag going to be hashtag Adepticon at home or, or hashtag Adapticon is also one of the other ones I've heard. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, grudge somebody, show pictures of your, show pictures of your, of your, of your progress. And again, uh, just, just keep the community going. Give us something pumped. I know I still have the days, I still have the days off. Uh, I'm probably just going to be glued to my computer anyway. So yeah, like, I uh, actually because I'm very busy uh, in my job, at, just because the current climate, and uh, I had the days off, and my bosses were like, "Is there any way that we can get you to work during these days?" And uh, now I'm, you know what, I'm gonna you know, GDP get that paper. Gonna <laughs> uh, hit Nova now. I definitely need to get another convention, Amy. Yeah, yeah. The, the convention scene is, I mean, it, I'm a big proponent of like going to a tournament, going to a convention. Um, and it's, you know, I, I know that everyone kind of has like a similar progression where like you see the like TGA or, or, or Twitter or Facebook is like kind of your first like, oh my God, competitive people are competitive monsters at, at tournaments and conventions. That's all that's there. And then like you go there and like, no, really, it is just an excuse to see all my friends and like have this thing in common and the fact that there's a game almost you know there's people there to compete and win it all uh but that's like 10 percent of them and the rest are there to just drink beer throw dice and uh, sometimes they're all out of beer <laughs> so like um there's a good chance that you wind up in that middle you're not facing you know something horrifying anyway unless yeah. you're like yeah super good. <laughs> yeah and so the last... oh, go ahead uh during the uh, team tournaments it was going to be you yeah. Hey, well, Twitch, Tom, and somebody else. Yeah, and uh, Benjamin Sava. We were gonna go head hunting. We were gonna we were gonna crush people. Yeah. But uh... we, uh, we, were, we were, it was gonna be me, Brent, Shu, <laughs> and our buddy Greg Cranky Old Gamer. Yeah, and uh, we were gonna lose bad to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, we, like Tom. I, I can't even remember when Tom sent me the me and Haywell the message, and I mean, it was months ago. Like we're talking months, and uh, and we're already scheming. You know, we're already like planning synergies and lists. And I'm just like, I'm like, people, I mean, I, I Benjamin, 
is a very good player. Tom was what a game away last Adepticon from winning, uh, like going going undefeated. Like just a he, uh, la day, uh, last game of the day, uh, last game of the tournament. That was it, right? Like on his yeah. daughters, uh, he has one team event. Like very skilled, very skilled players. Haywo is uh, pretty much a paragon of his of his of his fatties there of the, of the Ma tribes. And, um, and I was just going to like easy mode and cheat with uh, Petrifex. So I mean, <laughs> Jack had asked me, he's like, what's your night haunt list? And I was like, whatever I might get done painting. <laughs> You're going to have the start the starter box from soul wars of night haunt. Yeah. <laughs> that I was like bring. that. And like the black coach. Yeah. yeah. I was like an Archeon. So I, I had some, some but that's the she thing. finished his uh, his his models though his yeah. um, his phoenix turned out really awesome and see that's now you got to see it in action <laughs> yeah well I mean you we'll hopefully we get to see the uh, see that on uh, the next bat rep pretty soon here and and For with sure. this this hashtag just get those images up on Twitter right um, one thing mm -hmm. I find about events though is you really do kind of like settle in with like the right in the right tables you know like one taking one loss from a person there to win it all won't ruin your weekend you know like right, you have four more <laughs> yeah you've got four more if you walk away with three wins and two losses or even two wins and three losses but because you caught a bad beat but you made some friends i mean my my best memories are actually of like game losses you know i, I mean uh jeremy cooper from uh from rage of sigmar like that's how i met him was losing to his freaking seraphon <laughs> at adept of god uh like and you know we just had this 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 came down to the last priority role type amazing game and it was just it was fantastic so i mean it just if you manage your expectations at a, at a convention you know if you manage your expectations at a tournament i think that's the big one of the biggest things is you know knowing your own army knowing your own rules um just just so that you don't feel pressured you don't to make decisions in the moment and to like scramble through your stuff that just feels bad for yourself don't don't put yourself in that situation and me as your opponent i'll forgive you man if you got to look up your rules don't worry about me but i don't want you to feel overwhelmed at the table and and from there it's just manage your expectations you know like you're you'll have a blast if you go in you know just going i want to have a great time you will yeah, never lose like go ahead a lot of people who like don't get a lot of games in, it's a great way to get in three games or five games depending on the tournament. Right. Um, and if you're if you're not that skilled, don't be afraid because like you you might lose that first game, but then you probably will get paired a, a, with a, a similar skill set opponent or army that's on a similar tier. So it won't just be you know you're getting crushed three times because I I point out to some players like tournaments can be unfun if you're not used to that the that kind of playing where it's like hyper tuned competitive stuff where uh like in you can be surprised a lot you're just like but when you lose you learn and so like just getting the right mindset that i'm here to play three games at age of sigmar if you're new to a tournament i'm not here to win i'm just here to compete and see what how it how it is right right i've been good one and four so <laughs> oh yeah we definitely would want one. <laughs> i was also looking forward to my my idea was um because i was trying to set up Warcry games like kind of throughout the Adepticon weekend too, and like start a war band at the beginning of Adepticon, and then see at the end where did they wind up? Who who became awesome? Who lived? Who died? Right. Just you know, as like an experiment to see like you have a few days to get in as many Warcry games as you can go. Well, I mean, uh, you you said something kind of earlier on. 
I mean, it's an excuse to get in three games or five games. And that, that mm-hmm. warband notion kind of piggybacks off that, too. It can take you a month to get five games in or even three games with yeah. RL. You know, you get a weekend set aside, you're going to get all three games in. If you go into Learn the Lesson, have fun, or, like, give yourself your own little, like, narrative or your own little quest, right? Like, with your with your warband, like, you can really enrich the amount of fun you have at these events. I, I had, um, uh, it was, uh, I had your boy, actually, Mike Davis on last week. Uh, oh, yeah, he, yeah. he was talking about, like, sort of the, the mindset of his competition between MMA competing on that level and Age of Sigmar, and we also threw a little bit of shade at Magic the Gathering, but, <laughs> but, but I mean, just, I saw that. <laughs> saw that. Uh, he also, he also had some words for you, but I guess we'll never know what happens with the Roughnecks and, uh, oh, the no, se- I, I lost that bet. I have to pay another model. For but the thing is, when we picked, when we made the bet, it was before the XFL season even started. Yeah. And his team is the best in the league and mine's the worst. Yeah. And, and I, yeah, I, I have to paint another beast of chaos there. All right, you want to you want to reset this a little bit for people who are maybe catching it or just okay. parachuting again? Is that what the Malachor for? Yeah, okay. So it's actually it's, um, so uh, you know you meet a lot of cool people uh, through this hobby. Yeah, and I like to talk trash. Um, <laughs> let's trash talk. Can you remember that uh, game? What was it? Twenty thirteen when we uh, no, that was twenty twelve when we got the. Uh, the immaculate interception. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. Dope, oh. I was, oh I, was, I was. I was in the stadium for that one. I. So you. So I have you to blame. <laughs> yeah, like I have you to blame. Okay. Pod. So those for those of you who may not uh, watch much sports ball, uh, <laughs> uh, Jack here was just throwing some shade at me because I'm a huge Packer fan and he's a massive uh, Seahawks yeah. fan. Or or You're talking massive trash last or, week, or <laughs> <laughs> or uh or uh or or you know like sea pigeon or 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 oh, it's a, it's a right, seagull. Right. It's a seagull. Come on. Um, <laughs> Seagulls are nasty, man. Don't watch your fries. You are a laborer. You're the Green Bay Packers. That's right. The heart of America, man. <laughs> anyway, so back to you, Mr. Davis. So, yeah, yeah. Um, he's a fan of the Ravens. I don't see how. He's Canadian. He should be a fan of the Ottawa Wharf Riders or whatever's up there. But he's a fan of the Ravens. So, yeah. um, he, we made a bet if the Ravens beat the Seahawks, uh, he would paint. Because my whole, if you look at my uh, Stormcast army, they're all in Seahawks colors. Mm-hmm. And then I transferred that to my, uh, like, Cities of Sigma army. Like, this is the, uh, this is the. Uh, Quite literally Griffin the Seahawk. Yeah. yeah. working on right now. <laughs> right. So blue there. And right. You get some, yeah, put it's some, just, like. It's nice when you have a whole, like, oh, I have a design for my order. They're all in the Seahawks uh, blue and green. And so if he, if I won, he would paint a model in my team's color and send it to me. A model, you know, reasonable, not like a, uh, you know. Some fifty bucks or anything. We're talking about twenty-five dollar model. Star Drake. <laughs> and so he would send it to me. Anyway, the Ravens ended up women so, winning, so I painted up a uh, was it Morgor the Beast? Malagor. Malagor, yes. And I painted that up, and it's sitting over there. It's in the Raven colors. It's pretty good. And then so we made another bet, which the XFL team was a Seattle team, and he picked the Roughnecks because he's a Roughneck. Yeah, he's a he and, he works uh, in oil rigs. Yep. Yeah, and I lost again. So uh, I didn't like paint my own models. So me painting the model for somebody else. I still have shoes modeled here that I'm supposed to paint for Christmas. Okay, that's how much I hate that painting other people. Our Christmas gift exchange. It was Jack's idea, and then we get to the table, and he's like, "I'm not done." Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I actually, I watched that that gift exchange. Uh, Two plus Doug, two plus Tough was in there. That video was really. 
I'm not going to say I was tearing up for it, but I was, it got me, it, it got me feeling some kind of way right in the feels, man. Um, it was pretty wholesome. It was, it was a really, it was like a little 14 minute video, like just super chill. You got a Seahawks model there. I think, uh, was it yeah. dog painted? Uh, it's or, awesome. I think I would the football yeah, the football <laughs> like, where's that guy he's right he's uh up, up top and it's uh it's just that's our we try to get across in our battle reports is a group of friends who you know love each other yeah you know we're just really we're close guys and that's not how it started i've only known these guys since 2017 mm. it's not like we're super old friends like the age of sigmar brought us together mm-hmm. and then we became friends which uh segue <laughs> great i can tell you yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, look at that. Look at that segue perfectly into the topic for me. So how did you guys get started uh, with battle rap? So where did re-rolling uh, ones come from? Like, you want to kind of take me through through how you how you did meet through this fantastic game? Because I, I agree, like mm-hmm. Tomb King, T- Tristan, uh, Marok, Wolf, like some of these guys are some of like my my best friend, like actual friends. And I met through yeah. through just this game, right? Like, mm-hmm. Hell, Tristan and I have never thrown dice, uh, thrown dice with each other, and I'm like, he's one of the dudes I talk to every day. Mm-hmm. So it's great, like it's something that brings you close together. You know, we may not have the same, you know, political yeah. views and stuff. We leave, leave all that at home, but we definitely like, do. We I don't know. Yeah, we, definitely <laughs> we, don't know. The, <laughs> we definitely vibe on AOS. Yeah, the the uh, Mad Lad so. Soren here in chat, like he he painted me a model for Christmas, like like oh, he's. Awesome. Hell, I I don't think Rankcast is a thing without Soren here, man. Frank, <laughs> like uh, like the, these connections you build through the game, it it. I mean that that's what it's about. That's why you know with the Adepticon, you know whatever, man. I'm not worried a whole lot because it had to be done, and the community's stronger, bigger than that. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll we'll see it through. So yeah, uh, you guys, how'd you meet? I guess how how do how'd y'all meet? Mm-hmm. So. Shu was indeed just like a guy on the internet who <laughs> wanted to play Age of Sigmar with people because when, yeah, it's 2015, the game is getting started. Not a lot of people very enthusiastic about it. So to find somebody uh, who's like, hey, I don't know this person, but do you want to uh, meet up at, and we have like a really cool uh, game store over in Seattle called Mox Boarding House. Um, it's like a cafe and a gaming store it's really neat if you yeah, ever it, come exactly out what i would ex- out. exactly what i would expect expect from seattle like cafe absolutely plus anything <laughs> yeah, else yeah sounds like my sounds like what, what was the name of the place again sounds like my kind of a mox boarding house mox boarding house awesome yeah, two locations but yeah so like that's how i met shu and then she was having games and did the same thing with jack so like we did all meet through the game but as far as the channel uh she had been building up kind of like everything to just like we're gonna play in my house we we don't have to leave you know so it's like building his own set of terrain building his own table like for sure he is the hobby chief of rerolling ones Mm -hmm. he's the guy who learns kind of all these tips and tricks and just uh, puts out you know puts out a lot of whether it's you know painted models or scenery that's that's definitely what he's best at and he was really inspired you know at the time that i mean so this would have been you know around 2015 uh there was mini wargaming uh and i think i want to say in the beginning they were sort of not hot on age of sigmar guerrilla miniatures games was definitely like yeah they they did some age of sigmar but there's one channel called 
tabletop minis where this was like pure open. No, this was tabletop minis. Yeah, it was pure open play. There's no points yet. So anybody else kind of like watching that video would probably be like, what is the point of playing this game? But we really liked that because it was, I mean, it's better now, but we liked seeing that like they had to cater the game kind of in uh, in their own way. Mm-hmm. And then flash forward kind of a while to, you know, post General's Handbook, post like people actually like the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, she would have been going back and forth about like, oh, you know, I want to do like a bat rep, but I need to get this camera and he did this and eventually i just like pushed him out the door which is typically not like a thing that i do in my life to be like you're ready do it now <laughs> and uh, yeah so i was like let's just let's so just you, do it let's just film the first one and then we did uh magikin of nurgle that uh, i played and he played warherd and i crushed him and that was the first video but it was like us <laughs> big question experimenting. <laughs> right yeah. uh yeah from there then uh a lot of consistency because then it was like okay we did one and then i want to say you know like i was the a second week, one I did right. like a week later yeah i think it was like slanesh and sylvaneth mm-hmm. um and that was key is like we never yeah. maybe we're getting other things too it was like we, we, we didn't say you know like this is how often videos will come out but we did keep it going yeah and uh so how i uh i met them through uh doug from two plus tough um Cause like 2017, I remember cause KO had just was the latest white dwarf. So they had just been released, but, uh, I played Warhammer in fourth edition when I was like nine years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause my brother's six years older than me. And like, whatever your older brother does, you know, you he makes his little brother too. He wanted to play Warhammer. And, uh, you know, we, uh, grew up in inner city, not the greatest neighborhood. So, and he was very like, he couldn't be open about being like a nerd. Cause yeah. it's interesting. he's like, He's very a very interesting yeah. guy because like we grew up like he was a gang member, a lot of gang members around thing, but he's also into like high fantasy. Yeah. So like J.R.R. Tolkien and Sound yeah. Crack. And so but he like he protected me from like the rough stuff. So yeah. I got all the nerd and none of the hood. And uh <laughs> but it's funny because my brother, yeah <laughs> he would play magic, but since he's a crip, he only played like a blue deck. <laughs> That's right. I haven't ever heard this. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Like, that's uh, amazing. Yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> like, can you swear? Yeah, go ahead, man. I got okay, the... uh, so <laughs> he plays, like, Magic and Warhammer, like, uh, like a stereotypical black guy plays dominoes. Oh, the And so, the, like, the we're playing Magic, and he's like, hold up, hold up, tap, tap, counterspell, nigga. And so, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's a trip. And he's been on the channel before a couple times. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but anyway, yeah, Joe Token, <laughs> that's him, and uh, yeah, he's a good guy. And so I got, and so I would play the, uh, I was high elves because came in fourth edition box, and he played dwarves, and I was awful, you know, because I'm a little kid, and I'm just pushing my stuff forward. And so we played fourth, fifth, and a little bit of sixth, and then uh, we kind of just fell off. And then like 15 years later, um, he was like, "Hey man, we should play Warhammer again," and we go to go play Warhammer, and it's something completely different it's like all right what happened to warhammer that we know and so we were just really like like, okay what happened end times all this stuff and so yeah we go to the uh, youtube and you know find two plus tough and uh you know mini wargaming stuff like that and i was listening to two plus tough to find out the lore and stuff and he mentioned uh there was a podcast that was local to him that was in portland so i was like oh i thought he lived in portland 
So I hit him up and like he put, no, he just lives like in like the city where my kids live. And so, which is like a half hour away from me. And so we meet up for a game and I'm assuming this guy is the best player on planet earth because he's on the internet. <laughs> and so me and my brother have been playing for like six months and we can't find anybody who plays this game because yeah. it was like, it was the, it was a dark time. Like, yeah. I would go to the store, I'd go to Mox, we were talking about, and they were selling everything 20% off and higher because nobody plays this game. And so I'm stacking up and then, uh, so we're playing just against each other and I finally play Doug, but I've honed my army to kill my brother's army. So I'm like, so I bring that nasty list to fight Doug and I beat him like, like in the first two turns. <laughs> and, uh, but we became friends. <laughs> this <laughs> is the beginning said. of your this, just this nasty is, streak. Yeah, I'm the, of like, yeah, I'm the more, most competitive out of the group. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like, hey, let's get together for Triumph and Treachery at Shoe's house. And that's how I met Shu and Brent with Doug. And I brought my brother along. And I, when I first met Shu, I thought he was Mormon. <laughs> because he has, he has a ton of kids. And he's super nice. And I yeah. just assumed. Yeah, it's like, like the South Park oh. episode. Like, like, they're weird, but they're nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like... I, I so thought he was Mormon. Because he had four kids. and No, he had three kids at the time. But now he has four. And just people are so happy to have you come in his house. I'm like, all right, where's... Where's the Latter-day Saints book? I know you had to <laughs> give it to me. Oh, just yeah. like slides it <laughs> yeah. off. Like, yeah. oh, no. My grandma's Mormon too, so it's just like, <laughs> and you're just like, it's, oh man. Yeah, it's stereotype, <laughs> but it's still funny. Talking <laughs> about Jesus Christ. It was, but oh, I that's great, that's great. Brent, and I thought Brent was like a, uh, not a know-it-all, but he would like, I would say something and he would double check. I'm like, what, you don't trust me? And then I'd be wrong. I'm like, okay. You you just did yeah, the cold. Like, you, <laughs> you are wrong. You just did the the cold. The, I mean, I was wrong. The cold but, uh, open yeah, for the Warhammer yeah. with Brent, just like in the book. That was fucking great, by the way. Like, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, you met meet the guys. Yeah, you uh, and then uh, yeah, it was uh, because Shu had had already had the 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 name rerolling ones, which is a great name, and uh, the intro like video, the the uh, the graphic. Mm-hmm. He had all that already, and then he was just like, "I want to do this battle report," and I was like, "Hey, I'm in. Let's do it." You mm-hmm. know, I'm always already a big fan of, uh, still am a big fan of mini war gaming, and uh, you know, we just we actually watched their video on how to record a bat rep. To... It's like an old video that I don't know that a lot of people have seen, but yeah, they put out like an instructional video about making a bat rep, and it's probably just been lost to time, mm-hmm. but like that's how we learned. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, you guys actually went on Reddit and asked what would people look for in a bat rep channel, and people was like somebody who gets the rules right. Yeah, I can tell you, we try. Even like four <laughs> years like, ago, people are like throwing shade about getting the rules right. Yeah, yeah, we 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 try. I mean, I mean, I feel I feel awful when we get something wrong because to me, it's like it goes from being a game of Age of Sigmar to being something that I guess is not canon. You know, because this is mm. oh, this is not an actual game. Because now we're doing goofy rules that sh- this shouldn't have happened. Yeah, and uh, you know, I don't feel good about it. But you have to be like a cornerback. Going back to the sports reference, like if someone gets a touchdown on you, or a quarterback, if you throw a pick, you just got to go. Short memory. The next one. Yep, short memory. Yeah, I can't. Like, I'm still angry that I was re-rolling hit rolls with my uh, black, oh, my dreadlord on black, uh, like black dragon, but it's uh, wound rolls proc. On the uh, yeah, venom, the venom blade. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I can't believe I was doing it on hits, and now it still bugs me. And that was like five videos ago. A couple, but yeah, yeah that was uh, it was a fight with 
my bloodthirst. Yeah, that's okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no shade. There I was going to lose anyway, right? Yeah. And the, the sketches, because uh, <laughs> that's I guess what we're known for is the sketches before the cold um, opens yeah. are are legendary. Yeah, they're 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 the best. I I just went through like thirty videos preparing for this. Only watch the cold opens. Skip their bat reps. Yeah. Not gonna yeah, lie. You know how to play. Yeah. Like, that, like well, that we'll get back to that uh, as far as. But the originator of the sketch was Brent. Kind of started it with you. Yeah. The one uh, where she was in the shower. Oh, you're right. That was originally yeah. that was your idea, and then it, like, we were running down the hallway, and then they got more elaborate. They got like green screen, mm-hmm. and then they got. And then now we just open a door, go into a room. <laughs> we'll get back to more. Yeah, yeah. If, if you want kind of like the, the origin of that, like the like very first videos were just like us introducing who we were. But if sort of like you messed up the take, that usually wound up being the clip Fun- that was in the video. It was so a it's like, one. Oh, it's, yeah, like yeah. it's funny, right? And then later, like, well, what if we made a funny one? But it's like still starts off with us like saying our names. And then we stop doing that in like the very last one that we do that in, I think is, is my favorite because Jack wears a Brent costume <laughs> where I have like this like red, you know, very Pacific Northwest flannel and a beard. And then you got a fake beard yeah. and like the same <laughs> beanie. And then there's like an argument of like, no, I'm Brent. Yeah, but that was, that was, that I enjoy was that funny. one because you don't know, you don't know who's Brent. <laughs> it's very hard to tell. And it's no. that, like, I did um did stand up comedy for for six years, and so being funny by myself was something I got good at. But it's very interesting, like, and it can be frustrating mm-hmm. um, in a team uh, aspect, trying to be funny, or like trying to come up with well, a timing, kind of protective of your idea. Like, no, yeah. you're ruining my idea with your crappy right. idea. Right. Leave it over there. But the, but it's also great when you have something that's funny, and then Brent will say, "Oh, what about this?" And because uh, uh, we all have our different skill sets, like Brent is a writer. That's what he, he has. He's written comic Rep- books. Represent. <laughs> so like, you're like, hey, can you write this out? And he'll just point out his phone. How's this? And you're like, that is an impressive talent. So if you <laughs> like, if you go back to our um, our failed uh, <laughs> our skirmish <laughs> series, he wrote a lot for that. But people don't like skirmish, so nobody watched it. <laughs> I was I- like. <laughs> It no. was complete. It just wasn't popular. No, no. I um actually like until he said you were a writer. I'm like, do you know that you're unintentionally doing something you're supposed to do in writing? Which is <laughs> so no. Like obviously you're being intentional by doing the the cold opens. A lot of the times you're keeping the same energy or the same character, regardless of if I know your name or not. So by watching mm-hmm. the cold opens, I get to know these sort of like exaggerated versions of you guys, and then I'm like by by doing these. 30 minute to sometimes like one minute, one, one minute, 30 sort of cold opens. I get to feel like I know you guys better than just, Hey, it's, you know, it's me on the show doing the thing. Like I get to know you better with these exaggerated ones. Like, like for instance, you didn't have to tell me Shu was the terrain guy. I watched the one where it's like the cake. I'm just like, brilliant. <laughs> like brilliant. Like, because that one that one sticks out with me because I had just like thought somebody's terrain on the internet was cake. <laughs> I saw one of those too. Yeah. I'm just like, is that and, like I had to do the double take because they had these they had the uh, the pine bark chunks on it and it, like and when you're when you're fast scrolling right like 
Like, I'm fast scrolling. I'm like, are those Oreos on a cake? I'm like, why didn't I think to put Oreos on the cake before I frost it? And I'm just like, I'm like, oh shit, that's terrain. Like, <laughs> so that episode, and, and like uh, like Rocco says here, is that, that uh, Shu's wife has been stealing the show lately, and uh, I kind of, I think I agree. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that can uh, come up also in the, um, the negative parts of being on the internet. Right. Because like, it's, it's great, you meet a lot of great people, but... I've noticed after uh, the more popular we got, like, because you cast a wider net. The, the haters. And you, eventually you're going to catch some crabs in there. You're going to get some so haters. People who are just like, just like the, the only negative, like the first time Shu's wife appeared on camera, he was, said something about, oh, she has a lesbian haircut or something. And like, it kind of, there's some stuff people say, you're like, Banned. yeah, yeah. It's quick. yeah. Uh, but it's like, but 99% of it's positive. Right. Like just like when I go to tournaments, I say 95% of my games have been great. Opponents have been great. But it's not all roses and sunshine. You're going to meet people who are just, you know, who actually in tournaments, who cheat. Yeah. It's out there. Like, people do cheat at the game. Yeah. It's not, you know, people steal in real life. Yeah. You're going to get that, that similar, you know, kind of person out there playing a, uh, Warhammer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it goes back to like what you mentioned about like the, the sports cornerback especially has to have that short memory. Cause you yeah. know, QB knows where the, no knows where the ball is going before the defense does. They're going to complete some passes on you. Right. So you got to have that short memory, get back in it. I, I feel the same way about like cheaters. Like I'm not looking, I'm not paranoid of the cheaters, but they exist because point, I'm not going to let you ruin my fun, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to let some hypothetical bad person ruin my fun before I've even played a game. So I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt. I tend to do that thing where I go, oh, oh, like, is that how that works? Or, oh, what's giving yeah. them that bonus? And, like, I ask the question rather than going, that doesn't work that way. But, like, mm-hmm. it it just, like, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I caught my first few haters the other, uh, the other week on the internet. And I'm just like, all I do is be happy about Age of Sigmar. How could anyone yeah. have a problem with that? And then, you know, just... Yeah. Please everybody. Oh, dear. Everybody. Yeah. Somebody's gonna not like you. Just you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's a, a sweeping generalization, but 30 percent of the people are gonna love you. Thirty percent of the people are gonna hate you, and thirty percent aren't gonna care. You know, like yeah. it's just you know, it's obviously thirty three percent repeating, but it's like, I, I I think that's kind of true. And early on, when your group when your following is smaller, it's the passion people that look that watch right yep. like first you get that passion demographic people who are passionate about age of sigmar 2 people who are looking for any content they can find some subject you're on whatever so like you get that sort of like positive vibe early once you hit a certain mass i don't think i'm there yet i just like i just say meaner things than the average person i guess um like you, when you hit a certain mass then you're gonna get that net gets wider like you said and you get you start to get the haters but i just go ahead it looks like you got a point there oh, it's interesting like the like you said you get the loyal fans you like which fans you attack because we have fans who've been with us from the beginning who like they're the type of fans who love narrative i feel i've noticed they stick with you whereas like if you're there for the competitive game like or crap they're just there to watch the video and then you get some people who are just like really hate mini wargaming and then will like keep praise on you like unjustly because no mini wargaming they're not us. Like they're they're the benchmark. I I still watch them. I don't really watch bat reps as much anymore because I I feel they're they're more geared to newer players. 
So that's mm-hmm. when I was really, really into bat reps is like when I was newer and less competitive. It was like you kind of learn stuff. Like, And they're really good for when new armies come out, see like some of the new rules and how the interactions and stuff like that. Yeah, so your but, Seraphon uh, one will probably get a lot more hits than, say, like this Iron Jaws and Corn video you got. Cause yes, for sure, exactly. right now. <laughs> The disaster of an Iron Jaws and Corn video. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, real quick, we got a, a question from Chat Gang here saying, "What's the likelihood of you filming a bat rep with fans?" And yeah, I, I saw that. So we uh, we play at home. So like the difference between like mini wargaming, you know, they have they have fans come in. They have a dedicated play space. So I think sort of as maybe you know to respect maybe some like people that we live with, right. we have right. not considered doing that. But if it was. At all possible. You can okay. Jack is inviting over to his house. But I'm saying, uh, <laughs> if we did get our own dedicated play space, that's more likely. That really feels like it would be possible. Yeah, I'm that's more. Yeah, so so Patreon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you guys? So, have... <laughs> yeah. No, do you guys have a Patreon? <laughs> actually, also one that we we never asked for anything. Yeah. So that's yeah. Because I'm not saying we're against it. Like Patreon's a great tool, but I know what it sounds like when I listen. Um, People who plug Patreon all the time. Yeah. I know how I feel. Like, all right, I get it, man. You want to plug it the right. Yeah, you want to plug it the right amount. <laughs> but, like, you have a Patreon that I don't think you plug enough. I get that criticism a lot, believe it or not. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to, like, my guests remind me I'm supposed to talk about my Patreon. Yeah, Honestly, like right now, he's your, yeah, he's yeah like, I'm like, I don't have to talk about it. Oh, by the way, I have a Patreon if you want to, if you yeah, love what I do, uh, go ahead. It's Mr. Mephisto Patreon. Check it out. Uh, uh, there are three tiers to it. Uh, mm-hmm. They don't get you anything. Uh, it's just how much bragging rights do you want? Because I think paywalls are bullshit. So you're not paying me for extra content. You're just mm-hmm. you're just saying, hey, I love the show, and you want to throw money to show how much you love the show in some sort of like manner. And that money does go back into my show. It, it pays for pays for trips it'll pay for me upgrading my hobby cam down the line so on and so forth so thank you for that that easy alley-oop there like thanks buddy um <laughs> uh, no no uh, like i think i actually like was was i watched one of, uh, i i uh i have a lot of my old contacts from when i first started twitch um so a lot of people who are now like big partners and bigger much bigger streamers than, than i'll ever be because i've really kind of focused on not trying to be a brand if that makes sense like i'm just i'm just mephisto on the internet (laughs) like i'm just mephisto on the internet if you want to watch live be part of chat gang i am flattered infinitely but i'm not i i don't think it's worth doing all that just that extra crap you know i will sell out in an instant in certain respects (laughs) like if i sell my book and and like uh, oh michael bay wants to make your book into a movie Thank you, Games Workshop. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There are certain ways I will sell it an instant, and I will be shameless about it. But when it gets right down to it, like I, you, the internet is this yeah. beautiful, magical place where you can just access knowledge, the the likes of the the Library of Alexandria. Why would I put a barrier between that? Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Like so, I want that like open two way street to kind of keep going. That's why we do it live rather than, you know. But that's a me thing, and I don't begrudge anyone from starting like a patreon or any of those things obviously um but it's just like you said it's like how do you do it you know like how do you do it and i was looking at this one uh sort of big big twitch streamer and he's like oh if you wanna he said it was like kind of like the ninja thing where ninja had like an a point he was trying to get to 
but he said it without nuance and it's just like encouraged indirect to toxicity uh this person was like oh if you want to make money off of your stream find a different way to make money than off your viewers and i'm like kind of a good point you don't want your viewer viewers to subsidize your thing but on the other hand what a privileged point you have said like douchebag <laughs> like <laughs> like oh yeah like i'm just gonna go ahead and fucking start wearing nike jerseys and shit on street go fuck yourself <laughs> like, like if you wear it they will come right right yeah. Like, but no, you don't want to exploit your fans, ever. You know, like, that's the big... Or, you know, hesitate to say fans, but the people who watch your stuff. You don't want to exploit them. You don't ever want to be in that position where you're like... And if you act now, you get the Mr. Mephisto shirt with, like, special... You know, with special radio message tailored just to you. Like, you don't want yeah. that. <laughs> if you want to play games with three rolling ones, bring us an apartment so we can... We've <laughs> <laughs> thought a lot about that, but, um... Yeah, I think it's been something that we've been kind of uncomfortable with but very soon yeah we'll be yeah we're, like we're gonna have t-shirts and yeah. hats and stuff like that because like we got people, a lot of requests yeah, for it people i like, think that we, was most yeah we got the thing like how can i support you i want to support what you're, you're doing like, uh, um, yeah and like because like you know miss Bisto, like the the level where you're at youtube is <laughs> you're not you're not really uh Buy a lot with YouTube money. <laughs> uh, no, no, I uh, yeah. War Warhammer is pretty. It's niche in, among in comparison to the larger YouTube. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you guys have you know fourteen thousand subs, and that seems like just a shit ton. But when you look the the algorithm on YouTube is so much more inflated. I mean, mm -hmm. you're, you're talking tens of thousands and millions of subscribers for these other things that actually like make money, quote unquote. You guys aren't doing this full time. In other words, you're. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're, you, you all work jobs and stuff like that. And and that's where, like, something like the Patreon is nice. It's like, well, why do I only get one bat rep on this, you know, schedule? It's like, well, you know, we got to work our jobs first. And then we got to get, you know, like. <laughs> must. We, got, we got six kids between us. So. Yeah. 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 So, so it's, I mean, I, again, I don't fault any, any content creator from, you know, doing those things that, that, that help subsidize the thing. It's just that you got to be aware. And I think you guys are, I think. Everyone in my chat here, Coach, except for Coach, he's all about the green. He'll tell you it's all about the dollar dollars, yo. Um, no, it's it's you just got to put keep that line between you know when is it fans sort of doing it of their own volition and when does it become exploitation and that's and that's just as long as you're always conscious of that line. I don't think anyone here would fault uh, rerolling ones for starting a Patreon, you know. Um. <laughs> so like I said, we get we get like. Sign up on Patreon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the other thing is like, is if people, and that's where I knew it was time for me to start a Patreon was I just I had enough people telling me to do it. I'm like, fine. And by enough people, I mean like Soren and uh, G Dead here in chat just telling me like every day. <laughs> <Don't> exaggerate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tons of people. Yeah, yeah. Two people, two people telling me constantly though. So I started one. Both of them. <laughs> Both of them all the time. Um, no, and like merch is one of those things like I want to do because it's fucking funny to me. Like, does that? Like, it, like, it'd be a joke, but it would be one of those, like, I want to keep inventory, I want to buy in. I just think it would be really funny to have, like, my own shirt and, like, go to it. Like, if you've seen Haywo, he ba he bought one shirt. It says, hi, I'm Haywo on YouTube. I'm like, I just want to do that. I just think that's fucking oh, that, hilarious. <laughs> oh, man, I'm such a I'm such a huge fan of his. I want him to do... You want him to do what? His, uh, he's super funny. Like, yeah. I loved his uh, Stormcast uh, parody thing. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he's been MIA for a little bit. What's up with him? Um, boy, right? Yeah, he's my yeah he's he's my uh, he's my dude. Uh, yeah, we're friends IRL going back to college. So if, 
16 years now, whatever, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, uh, uh, you know, he just, he got, he got, uh, sick there for a little bit. And then mm-hmm. he, the way he makes his money is essentially like, fr- uh, editing and stuff like freelancing. And that's just a mm-hmm. very hurry up and do it type. Uh, it's very constraining. So, so he's been, been kind of like battling through some stuff, but he's, I just, okay. he was just sharing some notes with the, uh, next, what is it? Choosing your army video. And, uh, mm-hmm. I, I was like in tears, like, so, so I think it's gonna be good. But yeah. it's, it's very interesting when you see uh, like people who think about the game differently. Yeah. Like I was at Nova and I was uh, talking, and he was telling me, "Yeah, the math just doesn't add up." And I'm like, I don't even think about this game like that. <laughs> 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 like, math? What are you talking about? And I was like, "But look, it has wings." That's <laughs> <laughs> like with Dread Story. I got super. Uh, like I did a lot of competitive stuff last year, and I'm getting. Yeah, you know, I'm still. But I. Uh, I won a lot of games because people said shooting was dead. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, contraire. <laughs> Let me show you something. Yeah. <laughs> but now the era of the shoot cast yeah, it's, is... Yeah, shoot cast uh, got behind. So now <laughs> my uh, cities of shoot mar is coming. Um, right now I'm building up these uh, 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 Iron Drakes. No, no, yeah, Iron Drakes. Yeah, Iron Drakes? Yeah, Iron Drakes are legit. I remember they were kind of like low-key heat. Uh, mm-hmm. was it Ian? If, then freaking Ian O'Brien had to like ruin it for everyone from <laughs> just saying. I think it was a few months ago, and he he was like, "Oh yeah, Iron Drakes are great." I'm like, "Stop telling them they're great because <laughs> Nagash doesn't like them." <laughs> like I'm just like, <laughs> "Stop it!" <laughs> like, <laughs> don't don't let people know. But yeah, so you guys, I mean, you said something in here, you know, a couple couple points about sort sort of starting it. One of the big things is you like you just did it early on like you just yeah. recorded it and then you kind of hammered it out and refined it as you as you got going and i think that's a really important point um mm-hmm. yeah we had to keep going though like yeah. there was moments where it was a little like i mean yeah. like you're doing anything like burnout happens but oh yeah we think that like we we were able to keep growing because there was even if it wasn't you know like a completely determined like video comes out every single thursday or we quit like no there was at least enough consistency that like roughly every week one of these came out. And so then we got to see like people's interest slowly kind of build out. And like, we also got there in a great time. No, it, like not the ground floor. Cause we were in their beginning. <laughs> we but, survived yeah. the, uh, open play. Like, yeah, the dark ages. Yeah. The dark ages. Yeah. We were ready. With the GHB. <laughs> and so the game got popular as we already had a channel as the game was getting more and more popular. Yeah. So now they're, it's like the market is flooded, but we had already established a name. Yeah. But there's a ton, there's, there's a lot of that right Yeah, it seems like every three months there's a bunch of assholes making new podcasts. Like this, like, dick back in November <laughs> <laughs> made rant cast. <laughs> Fuck that guy. No, um, no, it's, it's great. Like, I, I think, like, people hit a boiling point with, like, they just love this thing. And they're like, I need to talk more about how much I love this thing. Or I need to play it more. And then you just you throw a camera on it. And obviously, if you keep doing it, you stick with it um you kind of challenge yourself how much do you think like the fan feedback is that fuel for you guys yeah yeah like especially so we did a video in i think it was like november it was basically just like we're gonna give away the sequitur model that shoe painted but to like give this away just like sound off in the comments about like kind of what do you want to see because we thought you know that we had maybe good perspective of like the people that like we know like what kind of gamers like we are but then the people that watch us like we think we have a good idea here that you're right like 
people are not coming okay like people that do come to our channel and are just you know leave like a very long comment about like here are all the tactical blunders that you made this is like okay well like we're we're probably not going to be very entertaining like for you but like i think people that are more into casual gaming like and like you know, see, we're definitely personality driven sure, sure. and then to see that in the comments is like well like what are people actually like interested in and there was you know a, a decent number of people that were like we would like to have uh more competitive videos but like the definitely like definitely the top request was people being like we want you to do narrative camp like mm-hmm. we want you to do yeah, like a, a series of games, linked games, and yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they like it when we play each other, like uh, like us interacting with each other, a group of friends playing Age of Sigmar, playing you know, being the keyword where we're having fun, we're enjoying each mm-hmm. other's companies, we're joking around, and uh, we're putting out that positive energy that I think you can tell with the cameras on. We try not to, because uh, I know when I watched a lot of bat reps, I hated when people were in when they were losing. So on we, camera. Uh, on camera. I said that off. <laughs> and, it, yeah. <laughs> and so uh and so I try to be celebrate your opponent's victories. Yes. And so you just try to be like, hey, even though I'm losing, even though Archeon said, Hey, no, no, dude. Not today. Yeah, yeah not today. Uh, <laughs> I think some of the nicest feedback that we got to was uh and this kind of, I think maybe this like changed the way that we thought about what we were doing is i think basically along the lines of like whatever you guys like are gonna play like i would i would enjoy watching that so then it's like that took some of the pressure off of us of like you know how having to chase the heat game that we're playing and it's like okay well i think if we're just having fun with this game then it sounds like the people that watch us like that's that's all they'd like to see right you you mentioned uh personality driven and i just want to like 10 out of 10 can attest i brought you guys on the show before i had a topic to just show because I'm like I just want these guys on the show. I don't know what we're gonna talk about, and you know, it's like GW provided. Seraphon came out. I've got a bunch of like uh, people from like Lustre Online that came over because of the Davis Ford AOS Reminders episode of Rantcast, and they've just kind of like stuck around. We keep talking Seraphon, and and my son is a massive dinosaur fan, so this is like I'm like this is his army. This is his army. Uh, he is uh, seven years old. He'll, oh, be, he'll be eight in November. I'm also a massive dinosaur fan. I have an 11-year-old and a 12-year-old. So I've got a 7 and a 3-year-old, Colin and Lily, and both I am I am grooming to be nerds. So. Oh, awesome. Does he, li- does he like AOS, though? He's, they both have shown interest. Even the three-year-old, like, th- this story's been on Rankcast a few times, but, like, when I got back from NashCon, uh, sort of like the last outing of Nagash last season, where, where, wherever it was after the GHB came out, my heart was kind of broken. I... Wasn't excited to play him anymore. Um, it's okay, my heart got mended. Bone Reapers happened, but I got back and like she 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 had snapped Nagash, like mm-hmm. off his like in half and off his base because she was like she had him set up on the table, and like had models and she doesn't understand she's three and she like snapped Nagash and I'm like oh the metaphor for how I feel right now I didn't even get mad because I'm just like I'm like. She's just trying to be like dad. She sees dad play with the models, and so she tries to do it. And so, like, she's showing the interest. She And uh, Colin, he'll actually do, my son, then he'll do these, like, games with his Legos. So he's been pushing them around. And I didn't want to commit to Seraphon because there were equal rumors that they were going to be squatted as there were they were getting a new tone for a little while there, you know? Like, like, Teach your kids early, like... 
Well, your collection doesn't do anything anymore. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Oh, like, the rotation. Yeah, your collection doesn't exist. This is what it's like to be squatted, son. Life's not fair. Like, <laughs> no, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, like, like I was waiting for the Seraphon. I was waiting till we're like, okay, yeah, Seraphon. And then, like, the minute they're like, yeah, you play an all, like, big dino army, I'm like, awesome. Do you know how good that is for, like, a seven-year-old to just have huge monster trucks to push around? Like, we're all in. So now I'm, like, planning a father-son outing at Holy Havoc. Uh, oh, in, awesome. Should be in November, so it'll be uh, be uh, Mr. Meff and Mini Meff. It'll be uh, <laughs> a before and after shot of dinosaurs becoming Petrifex Elite because they're made out of dinosaur bones. Like, so we'll have the uh, before-after shot of, you know, dinosaurs become skeletons after the harvest. <laughs> so we'll do a little, little narrative before-after uh, thing. So, like, he'll push around a few dinosaurs. We're going to spend the summer cool. grinding some games, teaching him how to play. Um, he's already got a basic concept of, like, attack, save, stuff like that, because we, we do it with his Legos. And it's like, mm -hmm. you're just waiting for that little extra understanding and, like, coordination, because... Like, even elementary students, or elementary, like, age kids are, like, they're just walking calamities. <laughs> like, they're, they're just still figuring out their bodies and stuff, so. So, like, uh. Me too. <laughs> you too. <laughs> yeah, I just knock into stuff all the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. My yeah. kids don't give a fuck about AOS. <laughs> yeah. They, they like that I have a YouTube channel, but I've tried, I've tried several times, or, like, they got that, uh, they're ready to play some video games. I'm like, oh, this is cool, Dad. Go play with your toys. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things that, like, we've gotten a lot of positive feedback was, uh, like, we've got feedback from this teacher who would show our uh, bat reps to his club. That's awesome. Because they had a club at their school. That's awesome. And uh, he, he was thankful that, you know, we keep it PG. Yeah. No, not like a... a PG-13 at the most. At the most. Yeah. You know, we try... Anybody can watch this and just, like... Just you know, it's pretty easy not to swear on camera. That's why I'm doing, I'm getting it all out on your show. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Holding it back, uh, but yeah, it's just like going back to the community and just how. Yeah, I yeah. did see in the comments bring back Path to Glory. Jack's wanted to do Path to Glory again for a long time, and Shu's been like, mm. so <laughs> one yeah. point, one point for Path to Glory though in the great, great debate because we had that was our first. Like first out, we're all better. Well, mm -hmm. most some of us are better. Some of us painted some models. Some of us run thankful. Yeah. Seraphon army by himself. <laughs> hey man, thankful's a nightmare for bone daddies. Um, you know the right. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got all. He just like craps mortal wounds. It's it's uh it's a problem. Six up won't save you. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably the shooting phase, not in the uh, comic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just like bone reapers hate this. Yeah, bone reapers don't like this. This is uh, this is not okay. <laughs> I I don't know if you 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 know this, uh, uh, dear viewer, if this is your first rant cast, but I'm a really big fan of the Death Armies, uh, and I've come taken to relishing in the the sort of like evil of of Petrifex Elite right now. Um, <laughs> you get a beating Petrifex Elite. What's that? Salamanders. Salamander. Yeah, 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 yeah. So real quick before we move on to maybe talking Seraphon, there's a couple of these these little you've brought up actually comedy a couple times here, Jack, that that mm -hmm. you um you did comedy. Uh you mind telling me a little bit about that and and you've already kind of skirted on how that that overlaps with your your battle reports. Um Oh yeah. Yeah, maybe this oh, is yeah, just like uh, this I... is just interesting to me, honestly. Like it was re considered okay. a rabbit hole by all for all intents and purposes. Yeah. I can tell uh, how I started, uh, got into that. 
uh, like Mike Davis, he was on your show last uh, year, uh, week. I, I get really like into stuff, like super obsessed. Like I'm, I have way too much Age of Sigmar stuff because I'm currently obsessed with it. I just get addicted to these things, go all in. And uh, but so when I was a kid, I really liked uh, wrestling. You know, yeah. WWF, big fan. Uh, you know, and so, <laughs> and from wrestling, I became a huge fan of MMA. And so I would, uh, and there was this uh, MMA call-in show. It was a radio, uh, internet radio show. Well, MMA Junkie Radio. And uh, I would call in. I was like one of the number one call. Uh, I'm in their Hall of Fame. It's, it's a really cool thing. They still have events and stuff, but you know, that's, that's awesome. not what I'm addicted to right now. Um, so anyway, uh, Joe Rogan is commentator for UFC. And uh, it was right when he started his podcast. He would talk about stand-up. And he made it sound so intriguing that I'm like, all right, I'll, I want to try it at least once. And, uh, and so I went to an open mic. And I was just, and I was like, wow, these people are awful. I mean, I can, that's the only thing. I was like, I can talk funnier than that. And so uh, I kind of just uh, would text myself funny ideas. And I uh, went on stage for the first time. And, uh, you know, I was so paranoid about, because they give you three minutes. And I was like, man, that's a long time. <laughs> and I wrote my joke and I, I practiced it. But I didn't give time for people to laugh. Yeah. At my jokes. Because <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I was trying to get it all out like like a soliloquy. But I'm talking, I'm talking, and people are laughing. I'm like, you got to shut up. We've got to get the rest yeah. of this out. And so uh, I did great. My first, like, I was like, I, I was at the point. I remember it's a embarrassing two weeks in a comedy. I was like, I'll quit my job in two years. In this comedy. <laughs> I was, I was, everything was going great. Yeah. And then I bombed. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, oh, okay. And this is like a skill. And then, uh, you know, I I got to the point where I was hosting a lot at the comedy clubs in Seattle. And I was a decent name. I, I was getting to the point. Seattle's actually a good comedy spot, by the way. Like, if yeah, you, yeah. like, there's a whole, like, comedy is, I mean, I, I'm one of those nerds who thinks it's an art form. Like, actual mm-hmm. stand-up. I think it's one of the last, the last sort of dead places uh, in art where you can go and you're already one degree like you've already removed one degree of people's skepticism to like mm-hmm. give them a message you're like they're there to laugh and so like since they're there to laugh they're already disarmed just a little bit so like if you want to like you know bill burr is like pretty good at this where like he says some really offensive shit but like if yeah. you really peel it back you realize he's kind of giving you like a little bit of this like moral mm-hmm. message and shit like that so yeah, it's it's a whole the whole like it's a skill it's yeah. a form you can be like well i can't lead with this joke but if i Get them to ride, go on the ride with me. You know, get them on my side early. Yes. Then I can talk about my ex-wife. But if I leave with my ex-wife... Well, because you're the bad guy, then. Asshole. Yeah, but if yeah I'm you're the bad guy. Jokes, and I mix in my kids' stuff, and then I can talk about that bitch. No, uh, no. <laughs> then I can... Uh, so they can go on It's a whole... Yeah. It's repetition. It's just like... Like you did... You were talking about the Onkadis last week. It's like you practice this, so when you're out in a fight, you just go back to your routine. So you go to these open mics, you go to you practice your jokes. You, or, or you know, it's one of the things where you need an audience to. Yeah. But you know, and so I and I I was able to perform at uh, three of the comic cons up here because I had a lot of nerdy jokes too. Oh, perfect! And, uh, yeah, anyway, know your audience, right? The first rule of writing. Comedy. And then I got to the point where because uh, I get my kids every single weekend. Uh, yeah. that's the thing I have. And I, I would get, I was getting booked every week. And so 
I'd see my kids on Sunday because I'd have to drop them off with grandma. And, you know, I'm out late night, you know, a little hungover on Sunday. I'm pretty yeah. And my uh, my youngest son, I was talking to him, and he thought that I thought somebody was more important than him. Oof. And from what my actions were, I was, that's what I was showing him. And then I was yeah. like, you know what, I'm doing it. So I recessed my life, and I cut comedy out. Yeah. I'm a better father, and uh, I play H. Sigmar. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I mean, that's, I mean, you're, you're, you're touching on some real, some, some just, some harsh realities there. But, like, kids are a lot about perceiving, like, I, I get, um... This thing I'm, like, hung up on now is, like, I yell at her dogs, and I'm like, fucking kids just think that's the way you address dogs. Because, like, you come home from work, <laughs> like, like you come home from work, you, like, you know, like, you're just trying to, like, get get through the day, finish it off, get, like, I, I cook I cook all the dinners in the house, um, with the exception on Thursdays, because Rantcast, like, it's like, it's like, and then, like, you just, like, shut up, damn it, and I'm like, oh, my fucking kids are just gonna think, and then, like, I feel like the worst human in the world, and then, like, I have to explain to them, I'm like, okay, was daddy nice to yell at the dogs? No. Why shouldn't you yell at dogs? And, like, you go through that, but then, like, you, you have this awareness that, like, like, telling your kids something is worth, you know, like, 40%, but showing them is, like, 60% of that, and, like, you can tell them you love them as much in the world, but if they see daddy's never here... They think daddy's never here. It's it's hard, man. Like parenting is is one of the, I mean, it's the toughest army in the game. It is pure <laughs> filth. It is pure whack. Parenting pulls S no punches. S tier, <laughs> five and zero oh every time. Broken. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like uh, so so Brent, I guess kind of just going off of that a little bit. You so you write then, like you're the writer, yeah, man. You're I mean, the writer. Yeah, like for sure. On a, a hobby level, like mm -hmm. I'm not a professional writer. It's not like my you day sold job. Comics, though. <laughs> well, the, but I did as a hobby. Yeah. You did. made money for it. You're and... a pro. Sorry. I was like, I don't know that I did make money. <laughs> <laughs> Unclear. I haven't looked at the. Uh, yeah, the royalties. Oh, we got yeah, the, I got the, you. I'll go right. the Big Brothers list. You know what Uncle Sam didn't know. That's <laughs> what did you? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. Um, yeah, yeah. So like. That's been so okay. So I was going to mention kind of like what we're kind of looking to do pretty quick here in the future. Yeah, is that like with bat reps, like we want to try um, a new, we want to try a new format. Like we'll still do just like regular bat reps too, but we also want to do uh, what you know what we're referring to as seasons. They're essentially narrative campaigns where you know for a series of games that we're putting together, like we're going to be playing the same armies in a uh, in a setting that has like a narrative. So I've gotten to be able to start, you know, like, okay, well, if I haven't been writing anything personal for now, now, like I've been starting to write stuff for reasons and uh, hopefully people are, <laughs> hopefully <laughs> that, that serves the games well. Cause like, I think, so it was going back to how people was like saying, oh, we want, you know, narrative, we want narrative campaigns. We want narrative bat reps. I actually think that's like the hardest thing to do is like to convince somebody that your story is cool, but also like not have so much story that it just a game of age of Sigmar too. Like we want these videos to be that you could just pick them up like any other video that we have. But like, if you are following along, then you kind of know like, Oh, this is why it's set in uh, specifically like why we're playing in Akshi and why we, you know, chose to use the, spells from akshi or like this uh 
uh, a realmscape feature, something particular. Well, you you can and learn kind of blending a... writing into that has been a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, you can you can learn a lot from yourself actually with your skits and stuff. I mean, thinking about like the energy of the scene and stuff like that. Like you can. Uh, humans were actually like really good at like pattern recognition and picking up stuff. If like every battle is set, set in Akshi, eventually, if you watch three bat reps and you're like, why are they all in Akshi? Like the brain will just start to like pick up stuff like that. I was actually just looking at something about Critical Role today. Uh, speaking of fan exploitation, um, sorry, uh, I'm sorry. Oops, uh, I, I, just, <laughs> I, like, I just lost a bunch of Dean. Please, please do. I just lost a bunch of D and D cred. Damn it. Um, no one will ever watch my D and D streams again. The, uh, no, like, Critical Role, like, like there's a guy, like, saying, and he, again, this is one of more of those, like, I want more nuance, but I get your point moments, where, like, oh, justifying essentially why every Critical Role episode is, is behind a paywall, is because you can pick up watching the story anywhere in between, and you'll just retroactively pick up the characters and stuff like that, and you'll kind of start to know that, and our community is big enough where they can fill in the gaps, and I'm like, you're half right, you're half right, like, if you pick up and if you write your narrative in such a manner to where like you've got your characters, your setting, whatever you're you're playing with, man, uh, you know, people will begin to pick up on that story. Oh, hey, there's a story here, and then they'll talk to the fans in the comment section. The the fans will be like, oh, dude, yeah, this thing narrative thing happened in the last episode. Um, but where like I think Critical Role sucks dick uh, is they put it all behind a paywall to go back and watch that episode, and like, and then like I will give you money if I love your thing. I will like trust me, man. Like I like I want like Games Workshop. Like I love your shit. Here's like, do I need a second uh, Mason? No, I don't. But I want one because have my money, GW. Like, <laughs> like, like I think we're, we're gonna be starting Patreon, but yeah, that we won't be doing that. Like really, sp so also like for uh, narrative too. So it's it's sort of like we're just setting kind of a primer through the campaign, and then you know. Like narrative with Warhammer is like, it, I really like it, but it's as far as like playing a game, it's limited to like your story is and then they fought. But yeah. if you yeah. at least have like a, I think the stuff people get excited about is yeah, like well, where did they fight and why are they fighting and how is that somehow reflected in the rules? So like a little, you know, uh, explanation of, of like what we're starting to do is that we're going to be fighting over an Oxian Storm Vault called the Ember Vault Hell and yeah. the area surrounding the ember vault is a very caustic horrible uh you know volcanic type of region so knowing that, that we're fighting over you know <laughs> specifically like we're outside the ember vault right now and then we choose a realmscape feature like every step a league where you know in the in the description for that you know it's just like you if you roll a six to run and you choose to move you take d3 mortal wounds or you charge 10 inches or more and take your mortal wounds like if you're just kind of playing that without thinking about what it actually is it's, i don't know if it's as like satisfying but in this case like when we made all of our little scenarios so it's like our pairing of a battle plan with the realmscape feature specifically it's like you are uh you are not being careful and this region is filled with jagged escarpments and one wrong step could also put you into a pool of acid so if that happens in the game we at least have that little bit of narrative like oh yep that's what happens in this area mm -hmm. your stupid guy fell into a pool of boiling acid and well, you has worked really hard <laughs> on the well you 
you're you're actually you're doing something you're establishing the why right like that's that's a really yeah. important like we know what's going on my my dragons are fighting your dinosaurs like that's right. the, what's what's pretty obvious right like we're, we're we're fighting but like establishing that why filling in that stuff to make it a little bit more enriching and like you guys mm-hmm. said like and and i agree like you're you're very much a personality show and so those personalities or what would be called character driven right in terms of if i was to write a story you know why is the big lebowski one of the best movies ever the plot is a it's it's a it's a kidnapping film, but kidnapping films can be boring and formulaic, so they just take the these just oddball characters and they put them <laughs> in that plot, and that's why it's great. So thank you, so Thank you, Yeah, thank you, Cohen Brothers. Like D and D is very similar. Like go save the MacGuffin or go get the MacGuffin. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. But like, it's not just go get the MacGuffin. It's it's Dracula. Uh, Conan the Barbarian and and like Gandalf the Wizard team up to go get the thing. Like now I care. <laughs> <Let's do this. laughs> like right. Like mm-hmm. like that's you know like so so you got the personality part uh, in infusing like a little bit like more personality, which I mean you're doing all the time, Jack, with your your sea, uh, t- Seahawk uh, <laughs> models. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. sorry, he's been playing corn, and this is like anybody the- that was there from the beginning and watched. The Path of Glory campaign knows that his sl- his slaughter priest sucks. And <laughs> Cornell he, is coming back. Yeah, he gets a chance at redemption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, oh no, I don't know if you've seen those. I'm, I'm just saying he would always roll for blood boil and yeah. just say kill himself. I want to uh, throw down a gauntlet before I forget. Ooh, what? There's a football. Uh, hopefully, there was a football season later this. I think uh, so. I think XFL. So. No. Uh, and I believe the Green Bay Packers will be playing the Seattle Seahawks. All right. I like to place a bet with Mr. Meth, Method Man. <laughs> that's right, the, the Method Man. That's right. Method you know, Man, I want to say, see, it's like 25 that's the range, $25 model. If I, if you win, which you won't, but if you win, I will paint a, uh, a model of your choosing in okay. uh, bright colors and send to you. Okay. Green and yellow. Uh, gold, that, yeah. it, green and gold. Come on, get it right, dude. And you can uh, send one to me, majestic. I'll, I'll just to let you know. Cantor blue, highlighted with a uh, uh, tech. All right. And the other one is uh, you can yeah you can use contrast if you want. It, okay. Green, uh, yeah, uh, just practice. If you want. All right, I'll, I'll pick up comments. That. I just see in all caps, Cordell. <laughs> Cordell sucks. Yeah, he's coming back. No, I'll I'll pick up that gauntlet, dude. You got yourself a bet. Uh, yeah, real quick, is it is it in the uh, is it is it on on your guys's home turf? Didn't we just go in there and pun- no, you guys came to ours and we punched you in the mouth. So you're you're maybe <laughs> you're maybe due for a win, oh maybe. Oh, I can't believe you hate Russell. I don't like him. I don't like him. He's it's so the likeable. it's the sports bubbles, man. I can't handle it. Like I just my brain short circuits when he's like, water will cure cancer. I'm just like fucking stop. The reason I've never been injured is because sports bubbles. No, the reason you've never been injured is you're running for your damn life all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe, and maybe Big JC is on your side because, dude, that Russell Wilson said it. It must be true. (laughs) I love it. See, this is this is one of the things that I secretly love so much about Age of Sigmar is like the banter and like. That, like, WWE sort of, like, you can have yeah. a persona, you shit talk, you know, like. Dude, that's one of the, like, we have all these intro ideas. One was, uh, Brent is a wrestling fan. Yeah. And uh, we cut wrestling promos, like, one of them was, uh, 
Macho Beast Man is one of the characters. <laughs> I don't like, remember this idea, but I like, like it. The... Yeah, yeah. So... yeah. Yeah. Macho Beast Man was one of the characters that <laughs> Macho Beast Man. I've got a pretty good Macho Man impression. If you guys start like doing a cast and call for some of your skits. Oh, can, for sure. Can, like the... there's so many like like and a lot of it comes down to like we, we get in scramble mode, like, dude, we need a bat rep. And then we'll start a bat rep. <laughs> like, we, need an intro. we need a sketch. Like, all right, we need something that's not We're too off. complicated. We're just on the fly. All like, the time. Um, like this one the cake one we mentioned right. earlier. Britt came up with that. And that was like 99. Well, it's because we were working on terrain for yeah. the camp. So we're trying to actually plan the campaign. We're trying to plan the season. So we're like making scenery. And then we're like, it looks like cake. Yeah. Let's and, film that. And like, the punchline, <laughs> like one of the funny bits, like, because, uh, you know, you try to do the rule of three and stuff like yep, that. Yep, rule of three. Like, so you got to have your punchline on the on the third. Mm-hmm. But, yep. Yeah. And uh, like, we're, <laughs> my Just... favorite line of that was like, you can make terrain out of cake. <laughs> Are you can- Okay. Just go up. I was like, "There, that's the joke." See, now there's... we gotta call back to that. On a future video, we just need to put a cake on the board. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like confuse a cake and like just like the cake as the centerpiece or something, or like the. the... I've always had that idea of just doing like, what if we just did the worst bat rep ever? Like all the April, terrain April Fools, needs man. to be like food or garbage. <laughs> you need to make a list that you possibly yeah. can. Do a lot of like redundancy, so your unit like. Oh yeah. <laughs> Use all that assault on something that can already oh, reroll once. Do, do a do a physical camera gag where at one point you switch which army you're playing. Oh yeah. <laughs> like oh, don't don't great. call attention to it. Don't call attention to it. Just like suddenly, you know, because you guys you guys cut and you edit your stuff. So like, just at one point, be like, just switch sides of the table and start playing each other's armies. You know. <laughs> Like, be sure to get the camera shots in there, a little bit of show, don't tell. Like, and so that the audience has that moment where they're like, and then like, just like, so now you got to like call attention to it. Like with like, uh, you know, having like a, a shoe or somebody in the audience, Josh to be the audience stand in, like do a double take when you like, as they be about the time the audience would become aware in the, in the comedic timing that you've switched places. Like they need to like, kind of like do it. Yeah, do it. April fools. Let's go. Uh, I was like, it's it great to see if like you play against shoot and like he does something, and then you switch armies and try to dig out the hole that shoe got you in. Oh. <laughs> you get to turn with his army, and it's like, here you uh, go. I'll switch. I would, I would love to see. I would love to see if his bad dice follow him to the other army, and like, oh, so, oh, and like, so sure. like you're winning, you know, or whatever, and then like you flip sides, and then like he just like loses. <laughs> Because the dice during the time. Oh, How did both armies it's lose? Always, it's always <laughs> somebody who just has bad Years ago, dice. it used to be me. But oh, really? Yeah, then she was just like, look, look at me. <laughs> I'm bad at dice now. Yeah. I'm bad at dice. I'm, I'm... <laughs> oh, man, that's a deep cut. All right, y'all want to talk some Seraphon? Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. Oh man. Okay, so so I did watch the uh, the Seraphon video, and I need to say we're coming off the backs talking all these bat raps. Uh, I I secretly hate you guys because I like to put stuff on in the background while I do other things. I can't have you guys as background noise because you're too fucking entertaining. So that annoys me. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, but the Seraphon we we borrowed were very pretty too. They were they were very. Leo, the guy who loaned uh, loaned uh, the Seraphon, he's in Europe right now. Mm-hmm. And so he's like scrambling to get back before Oof. Friday. Oof. Yeah. 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 Was, so we might have a lot of Seraphon bat soon. <laughs> <laughs> all bat, all Seraphon, all the time. 
the campaign is just Seraphon. It's just Seraphon. Yeah, it's all the struggles of Seraphon. So, so solve. Are you guys ready to go on record real quick and solve once and for all? Is it Colesked or Starborn? Starborn. Colesked. <laughs> I love it. There we go. There we go. So now we've now we've got now we've got. Starboard. <laughs> That's he right. Keeps, he keeps posting, yeah. The, the weekend. <laughs> I saw that today. I saw it when you had the typo in the URL too, and I started to respond. Yeah, thank and then you it... for pointing that out. I had to delete it and redo it. Yeah. <laughs> he said, "Keep posting it." I did it twice. What happened? <laughs> um, because I was like, "Oh, my joke is not gonna." This yeah. is great. Now, now we got a debate. <laughs> now, no, we... before we get to Seraphon, do you, do you know? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You cut out there. You're gonna have to repeat. What was that? Oh, do you know what our first interaction was? Ours. I, yes. I'm struggling. What was it? I com- I asked you a question online, and you got super snarky with me because you, like, you can't tell what people's uh like tone with text. Yeah, no, no, no. It was it was when um the uh, Seleski uh, uh yeah was a uh, War Scroll Battalion came yeah, out yeah 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 White Dwarf. Oh, really? And I was like, I asked you something. It was like, oh, and it's nice that you, like, I'm putting a tone to your text, but (laughs) you said the word quaint. And I used that for a week straight. Anytime (laughs) somebody would say something, quaint. Quaint (laughs) is one of my, is one of my, like, dismissive of a potential argument (laughs) comments. Yeah. Where I'm just like, like, how quaint? Like, just like, because I'm not going to engage. (laughs) It was great. I was, I was using it all week. (laughs) I'm like, oh. Oh, man, I'm trying to think what it could have been because I I don't know if you know this, but I say a lot of shit all the time. <laughs> like, like, you you apologized, and I was like, no, 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 no. It was a uh, that was yeah. Actually, like I was just like I was curious. Like I thought that you couldn't use white dwarf stuff in competitive games. Oh, is that you know, what like, it was? Oh, it's uh, it's. But it's so funny that you think all games are. Oh yeah, yeah. Match it's quaint. Play. It's quaint that you think all games are are competitive or match play. I think that's what it was. Yeah. This is that. why you guys made. This is why we made what? Yeah. The the bet about uh football. This is what oh, it yeah. is. This is this is how yeah, why apparently this, there's a rivalry. This there's is the rivalry. narrative here. Yeah, like yeah. Now there's a rivalry. Like we didn't need like an <laughs> extra rivalry because like because the fail Mary Packers don't need a reason to hate Seattle fans. I secretly wormed my way into your friendship. So <laughs> That's what it is. Try to show. try to subvert me and like take over my show. Like yeah, the fourteen thousand <laughs> subscribers need my like little twenty live chatters platform. <laughs> like, yeah, very vindictive. That's okay, what it is. Question, so then, are you Starborn or Coalesced? <sighs> I'm kind of a sucker for Coalesced, and. Uh, I wanted I mean, to. Wrong, I, I wanted to. I, I wanted to like to like keep the uh, keep the mystery alive until the end of the show and keep it divided here, because uh, that would be the proper narrative thing to do. If I were writing this as a story, That's but okay. uh, now we can up on him. But now it's it's coalesced because uh, I wouldn't side with a Seahawks fan, uh, and <laughs> and two coalesced can pay can pay their taxes. I mean that's really what it comes down to. <laughs> They, they have bones, so like they can actually like pay the tithe, and that's really, that's really what matters. I mean, you don't want to be a dirty like a dirty tax evader like the, the Starborn. I'm just picturing like a bone reaper cutting down a Starborn source and disappears. Yeah, just like, and then they're just with their like stuck faces, just like, <laughs> like they're just like, or like their skull turns upside down so that they're sad or something like that, like. <laughs> You can't tell, like Wiley Coyote. They hold up a sign. They're just like, oh like the God, frown I'm emoji. I'm imagining, so I'm imagining the, 
Reaper's like IRS from the WWF back in the day. Mm. <laughs> yeah, my I call them the uh, I I uh, call them the Eternal Revenant service uh, services mm. instead of the <laughs> Internal Revenue. It's the Eternal Revenant services, oh. and they'll send an agent from Asia to come help you with your taxes. Of course, this the implications <laughs> being that they're going to come and murder you. So like I've got like my my like my Mimi head cannon, and then I've got my like serious story, and like the one that makes me happier. <laughs> yeah, like the one that makes me happier is always the joke one. So <laughs> what kind of game are we playing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because what's tax the narrative here? <laughs> tax collectors, right? Like like that's easy to be the bad guy if you're the tax collector. That's why it worked with the WWE. Everyone hates paying taxes. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's the real reason people hate Bone Reapers. It has nothing to do with plus one to save plus uh, an, an additional rent. It's because they co- they they collect taxes. It just people it's are not probably about like them. where they started like conceptually with that army. They're sitting around like, how do we make these guys really evil? <laughs> like, like <laughs> Naga- how do we make these guys? Terrible? Yeah, like like Nagash is already pretty evil, but we need to make him AOS evil. Like we need to turn it up to eleven because that's the theme, right? Right. What if he's this nickel and dimey, evil, long thinking death god, <laughs> but he also collects taxes? And you're just like, that's it. You know, and that probably started as a joke in the boardroom, right? Like in their little creatives room, where they're just sitting there, like, they're just riffing on each other and, like, okay, yeah, like, oh, the tithe. Yeah, the tithe of bone. That sounds really cool, but what is that? And they're like, oh, yeah, Nagash, like, he, he totally collects taxes. Like, he thinks, he thinks Sigmar is the soul thief. Because he, he's stealing souls, and souls are like currency. Mm-hmm. And like, damn it, you gotta pay your taxes too now. Like, it's perfect. <laughs> Alright. So yeah, Seraphon, um, I guess real quick, uh, uh, real quick then, uh, do you guys want to do your like, uh, mile-long sort of view of the Seraphon book? Uh, of what you, uh, yeah. Alright. All right. So, mile-long overview. I'm really excited that like there's no other battle tome that's like this where they okay so first like games workshop addressed the thing that like not everybody was super into you know seraphon as these like cosmic star beings um and kind of something that they've done i want to say like malign importance was the first is like as age of sigmar you know into second edition has evolved like i feel like they've looked at a few things from warhammer fantasy and gone like you know that was cool too like we can still do that that doesn't also have to be a thing of the past mm-hmm. so coming up with something like coalesce which now it's like you got a jungle again you got pyramids you got lizard you know brutal primal lizard guys coming out of spawning pools but not just to you know write that into the lore like they made two armies that there was you know like starborn seraphon the way that they've like played since they've had you know since like the first general's handbook but then also just made a whole new type of army like different units get different mileage out of playing them in Coalesce or Starborn and uh I don't know to have that like it's it's reflected in the lore and then the lore matches like how they play I think that's super cool that's I was super excited to see that not just that like I didn't like you know star lizard men like I thought that was cool too but at least like to give people that option but then also like if you have uh, a you know a big seraphon collection playing these you can you could play both you know with relatively the mm-hmm. same collection like yeah there's some stuff that's gonna be better it's more optimized in one than the other to yeah. just yeah to mm-hmm. have just way more 
you know, it's 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 a lot more, I think, than yeah, just having sort of sub factions that like you've basically got two armies in. Yes, right. Exactly. And, and, and like, you may like for people who came who've only known Seraphon through Age of Sigmar, because not mm -hmm. everybody played fantasy, mm -hmm. you still can get the same vibe like you know, I fell in love with them as the star children. Mm -hmm. And so the people who can I can teleport do all this uh, movement malarkey. And that's how I like to play. That's still there for you. But for people like my brother, who uh, just, I want them to be... Sora smash. Yeah. <laughs> Blooded stuff mm -hmm. that I remember from fantasy. Yeah. Uh, I want that. And they, they've done a great job. And like, when you look at the War Scroll Battalion, it's like, they do different things. Like, they both have Sun Claw, like Star Horse and Temple Host, I think they're called. Mm -hmm. But they, they're not the same thing. They don't, mm -hmm. okay... You both get the same exact thing. No, no, this one does this for this arm. This mm -hmm. one does that for that arm. And I think they're very did. different. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely, I believe, it's fun because you have multiple ways to play the same army. You get more uses out of this book than say if I'm playing. You know, if I'm playing my stormcast, I guess I can pick, pick a different storm host. So uh, you know, with animals and I can units and they do something. So it's kind of similar to that, but. This is to the next level. Right, yeah. I mean, the, with Stormhosts and, and LON and their, like, sort of legions as they were introduced, I really feel like those were, like, beta tests of, like, enclaves and, you know, what, mm -hmm. we've, what we've got now is these sub-factions. And it feels like the Seraphon Tome has gone yet one step further um, with sort of something that we saw, I think, a little bit in, in, um, in um, uh, Warclans, where it's like, there's three armies in that book, too. But, like, they become very distinct, sort of separated armies, where Seraphon, if you're somebody who's got 4,000 points of Seraphon, because you've been collecting them since Fantasy Battle, you've got a real... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're just going to be sandboxing for, like, the next year. Yeah. Just, just, <laughs> just by swapping in your models, okay, all right, this is really awesome this way, well, now I want to go uh, Starborn for a little while, and just being able to, like, really kind of change it and, and find these, like, interesting combos. As someone who's, like, very, like, list building like I, I really love like theorycraft and list building this is a book that excites me in a way that like cities of sigmar did early but then i got like less interested in the the further i i saw the like limitations of the book mm -hmm. with the you know this one i'm just like i'm still like i uh, slaves of darkness still gives me this excitement too where i'm like possibilities for days right um i see that with Ser the seraphon book where i'm like there's a lot of possibility now obviously uh, even your cold open hits it with shoe there, like ordering all the salamanders. <laughs> uh, we made know. that after we played the game for sure. Like when I was taking the models out of the box that that we borrowed, and I'm making the list, I was just like, "Oh, three salamanders, that'd be cool." And I, I looked at the work scroll, but I I don't know. It there's some things that just like don't until it's know, on the table. A lot of information is coming in. It didn't click with me yet that like this is gonna be something, but. Also, when something like that happens, like it, you know, I like, I think most people who watch it, you know, still thought that it was like a good game, but something like that, at least to see like our reaction to it, or if so, this is somebody's exposure Just to it. Seal in real, you know, like, real, real time. There could be that can be entertaining, or there's like value in that too. Yeah, and, and then we had to make fun of it. Yeah, so. I was actually a little like nervous about the stuff. I'm glad it turned out well. It's funny. It's great. It's great. Try not to be a Doom and voice gloom. of authority yeah. about. And like put stamps on saying these are overpowered. This is we never want to say that because you just put yourself out there. Um, I guess to you can be wrong, mm -hmm. right? And uh, or you can be like 
it's like that's not we're there to have fun we don't want to be negative yeah. either how dare you and that's why i think like we chose like shoe to do it because you're talking about you feel like the the cold opens you know more you know like pe- people are playing like an exaggerated version of themselves mm-hmm. and like shoe trying to like metagame is <laughs> very funny to me yeah so him just like I'm buying so many salamanders. It's like it's nothing that he would do, which I feel like is also well. That's where the comedy comes from, right? Like that's where because you have the contrast in in the the sort of like what's going on and like and like as you go on to like watch that game play out. (laughs) But they are they are sold out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we were like, did we do that? Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's I mean, this is a rabbit hole number two, I think, for the night. But I mean, that's that's a hazard that I I had like a a rude awakening after like Rantcast like four somewhere really early on there um, Mm -hmm. where I didn't like I I just think of myself like for a while. I was just like, I'm kind of a nobody. Nobody watches my show. Like whatever I say, whatever. But like you don't realize like you throw it out onto the Internet, especially with a show. I mean, just Twitter for the average person does this and like let alone you add a platform to it like a show where like where people come and like read comments and they interact with you and like now it's it's just you're you're adding a multiplier to that to that voice if you say you know something like salamanders are busted right (laughs) it's not even what you (laughs) yeah it's not even what you say on the show necessarily it's like that comment multiplier or like oh re-rolling one say, say these are busted and then like it's like the telephone game starts going Rerolling one says these things are broken and like disgusting, and then it just like and it just it multiplies out for there from there, and so it's like you got to kind of be cognizant of of what you say once you start like throwing yourself out on the internet. And I, you guys have been at this a long time. I think you really do handle yourself well. But like, well, I hope in this case this was somebody like rerolling one said salamanders are broken. And the other person's like, rerolling ones doesn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why are you listening to them? Yeah. Right, right. Like, uh, yeah, it's it's very because I've seen like um, because uh, we're good good friends with Two Plus Tough, and he said something like, and he'll go out there, he'll say stuff, and I'm like, you sure you want to say that? <laughs> but he goes, and he's he, a bold uh, one. Yeah, and he'll like there was just like, I've seen him go into the weeds. I'm like, we, yeah, putting out opinion as fact. I'm not saying he does this, but you see a lot of people put opinion out there. I'm like, most, it's like, it's our opinion. You know, it's like, yeah. not fact, buy what you like. That's what I say. Yeah. If you love salamanders, get them. Yeah, and don't feel bad when people. Models. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you... Yeah. <laughs> like, Dread Sorion might be on the other on the other side of this right now. Because, like, Dread Sorion, <laughs> I saw that War Scroll, and I'm like, okay, yeah, 35 wounds, cool. And I look at its attack profiles, I'm like, okay, it's just going to live forever doing nothing. And, you know, like, and that was my reaction. You know? But, like, if I if I go on the internet, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, Dread Sorion sucks. Like, I just shit on somebody's parade. You know? Like, I just... Like, yeah. What? And, and when you say that, like, there could be, uh, like... A really big Mr. Meth fan out there, Method Man. That could be a huge yeah, fan. Yeah, Method Man. Thank you. Favorite, I mean, there's probably not any, honestly. That's no, there's no fans for me, but but, but uh, there might be. Hypothetical. <laughs> keep going with your. Keep going with this. There could be a guy who's real big big fan of Adam, and uh, he's like, oh, but this Dreadsonian sucks. But it's like Dreadsonian is their favorite model. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, the guy I like said the thing that I like sucks. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. And so I don't like. You know, I'm just saying. I'm not saying you can be. I don't want to be overly positive and lie, but I don't. I'm not going to shit on your thing. Yeah, it has a use. 
Like right, a lot of people say, oh, it's, it's it has rules, doesn't it? Yeah, you can play it. Yeah, yeah, and and I think I think there's a way to optimize it too. If you use it like a distraction fax, run it up the middle of the table, and then you take some of those lovely <laughs> run it up the table, yeah, just... just like turn it sideways, smash it into a bunch of stuff, and then shoot people to death with your uh, teleporting, you know, gun line or whatever. <laughs> you're gonna have some fun man like and, and that's the thing is like for me fun is the great override to this game yeah i think it's something that you capture really well on your show is that fun is is the most important part because i mean i i tap out for reality to go play play sigmar you know i i i know sometimes the rl follows me to the table if i'm in a bad mood i might seem like i'm in a little bit of a funk when i'm at the table too but I'm like, you have to understand this is therapy for me right now. Every time I roll those dice, I'm letting go of whatever was that funk was today a little more and a little more. Like, it's, like, but, like, that that fun is the thing I never want to ruin. I will I'll shoot you straight in terms of what I think about the stuff, but I'm never going to be like, this is this is garbage. This is the worst. Because when I, I, I just learned that hard lesson once. It took me one time of, like, of just shitting on something and realizing, like, like there are like hundred people really excited about this thing, and I just like, yeah. and I just like crush carded their hopes to to go for another <laughs> deep cut. <laughs> like, like, like I'm not gonna be yeah, calling stuff like trash and garbage. It's like you can say it's not optimal, yeah, but to dismiss it like it's yeah, that it has no value. Yeah, but it has value to somebody. So right. I think right. if like you know, and maybe I'm just like too positive and sunshine, sunshine and rainbows about. I think you could say, you know, there's better stuff out there, but definitely take it if you want. But calling stuff like trash and garbage, I'll, I think it's. Hundred. Yeah, that was that was that was the hard lesson. I think my exact word was a tragedy. Like I said, something was a tragedy. I'm like, <laughs> like yeah, that's. I, I, now I'm trying to think of what it is. Like uh, what? What, was, what do I almost think is a tragedy? <laughs> well, like I mean, I I I also like getting in this mind space where you're like missed opportunities. And I think this is relevant to Seraphon because there's a couple of missed, missed like sort of layups in that book. I think they could have, you know, where, where the heck Ripper Dactyls, <laughs> right? Like these are like an old, like just home run of a unit. They're fun to play with. They're really cool to see on the table. Stupid spindly flying base bases aside. But like, they're, they're one of those, like they were holding up the whole faction. People loved these things. And you're just like, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of feel really bad about them now. Um, the, the tiny little derp frog is just this great little interaction, you know, like, so yeah, it was (laughs) like, so there's, there's these moments where you're like, yeah. And like, I hate having to go to takes where like, I'm upset at what could have been, you know, Mm -hmm. because that feels like playing the what if game with a battle tome. And I'm Mm -hmm. like that it's not fair to go. What if the other way, you know, what if it was worse? So it's probably not fair to go. What if it was better too? Like, it, like I. So I, I, I've, I've refined my my view of the game by like removing what if from from how I assess things, and mm-hmm. just really looking for the passion and the love of the game and what people have fun. Because again, you know, like the people who are looking for your videos, eighty percent of this community is isn't playing on that that high level. Now at the same time, I'm gonna. Right, they're playing on like our level of just like <laughs> throw the drive. Yeah, yeah, and push models competitive. I'm sorry. Sometimes you get caught up into it. You think every game is like this. No, mm-hmm. man. It's like it's the vast majority is not this hyper tuned at a GT at a RTT. Uh, you know, <laughs> getting prizes and stuff like that. It's most of them. It's at a game store or with friends. And you honestly like 
it's like you know what your buddy's bringing, so you're not. Yeah. This. Yeah. Well, and and there needs I need to to say that 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 is stuff I use as an override for me because my competitive lean is pretty pretty well documented. Like I I I look at things in terms of optimization and and stuff like that. And so that those are things I remind myself with when I start yeah, to like go you, too far into those, that uh, crappy Magic the Gathering player. Well, yeah, like when I start to sound a little bit too much like a like a Magic the Gathering player, I got to kind of like check myself. I'm like, oh, "Okay, Andrew, like rein it back in. Rein it back in there, Meph." Um, you know, we haven't uh, always done a good job of this, but um, like our games, and I think this is important for any any level of of Age of Sigmar is like trying to cater the experience, and like it takes a while to learn, and you're not always going to get that right. But yeah, like if if somebody's playing competitive, they're not going to have fun playing against somebody that's also not playing competitive, or yeah. if you know, so if you are trying to do more narrative, more casual, like you. You want to have that like social exchange with somebody about like how do we put together a game, you know, whether it's one thing or the other, but is enjoyable for everybody. Right. I mean, some people really. Age of Sigmar is good at doing that, but you have to communicate. You have to put in the work to make it. Happen. Yeah, you got you got you got to communicate. You got to put in the work, like you just said. Um, I mean, I one thing I'm really that I've really been working at better is like I don't talk a lot about hobby personally because I'm just it's my week one of my it's it's my week suit of the sort of categories mm -hmm. of age of sigmar um but like like i gotta it's the first thing anybody sees or notices or i think about this game you know the second thing is probably the war scrolls but the first thing is the models right mm -hmm. you know the big criticism of seraphon the first thing wasn't necessarily i hope i hope the temple thing is good it was <laughs> we didn't get new models right like that was right. like the first yeah right like and so like the models i, I think it kind of starts with the models and then from there um, you know, so I've been trying to like be more, more aware of like the hobby itself is just like a, you know, the, the, the actual painting and the actual models. And then from there going, okay, competition. Okay. You know, am I engaging this opponent on a comp competitive level? Yes. No. Mm -hmm. Like, are they going to get a fun, fun game? If I, you know, if I Bobby Fisher them, if we're like two generals, <laughs> like making these grand tactical decisions, is that how they're going to get their fun? The easiest way to figure that out is to just ask your opponent. Like, mm -hmm. hey, man, you know, oh, first tournament? Oh, no, 20 tournaments in? Cool. Like, oh, man, why are you here? Oh, <laughs> you know, what's up? You know, like, oh, like, do you do you think you're more of a competitive player? Are you here just for the fun? And if you're around enough tournaments, you could look at the list and go, like, this is probably a competitive player, you know? <laughs> but 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 from there, it's, it's it, you know, you don't want to assume. Like, I'm running, you know, Petrogash because I think dinosaur bones are sweet. I went on record really early on they just happened to be the filthy thing and so like i had that moment where like i could self-comp or i could become a villain and i'm like oh villain totally like, it, it wasn't this how that? many stalkers do you have how many uh, mortis guard do you have yeah yeah like uh 60 more uh more tech guard and and Nagash. oh you got you. oh 60 more tech guard yeah quaint narrative quaint. narrative player <laughs> perfect yeah. Narrative. <laughs> I, oh man, I thought my shoot cast was really killy until I tried to kill Petrifex Nagash. I'm like, oh, I got to ignore him. I can't. Yeah, no, the, the, the games I lost, uh, my opponents ignored him. Yeah. And, like every game I've lost with Petrogash, it's they've ignored Nagash and they've just killed the rest of my army <laughs> or like stopped the rest of my army from getting to objectives. That's that's every loss. It's like like the people who shoot shoot at Nagash, especially. You just get, like, from 18 inches away, you just said I get to move my dude for free. 
thanks. Yeah. <laughs> like, thanks. Like, so I, but back to Seraph, back to Seraphon. I love, we, we know that I love the Bone Daddies. We get it. We get it. We get it. All right. Yeah. So, so what you're saying, I don't know how we got down here talking about like Coalesce versus Starborn, but that's one of those big first sort of. You know, this that that's that first read I think of the tome. I think that's a fair one. And then from there, mm-hmm. uh, they did keep in uh, sub factions as well, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you've now got like two knobs to tune on before you've even put a model on the table, like two things to consider. And I think that that's just. I mean, this goes back to that. I look at this book as just infinite possibilities. So, so if you want to mm-hmm. talk maybe uh, a little bit. I just, I guess, where do you want to go with this? You, uh, you guys are the guests. I was going to say, if we want to talk about the sub-factions, I think another thing I think is cool is that sub-factions in other books, it's like kind of minimal direction. It's more just like, I mean, so like Petrifex Elite is just like, your guys are harder to kill. Like, cool. But, you know, whatever you take... Be- because they're made out of dinosaur doesn't bones. really matter, right? <laughs> you know, it's, you, everything benefits from that rule. Yes. Whereas, like... Then something like Thunder Lizard that I played, they're like play monsters. So I know like uh Tribes is, is like this too. Some sub factions are like this where they push you in a direction to like, hey, this is this unlocks Battle Line Stegadon. This makes all of your monsters better. If and sort of like Monster Mash, you know, like Dino Stampede, whatever, like if that was an army in your head, like they've now given you uh, a good rule set to use. Whereas then the other way too, if you're like, I love Saurus, I want a bunch of Saurus, then they sort of made a sub faction to answer the possible, you know, areas somebody might want to focus on. Or what um was it not Dracothian's tale, what's then the other one? Fangs, Fangs of Sotek. It's like that one is like for sure then the same. Hey, that's one. my side. Don't talk about Star Wars. Stick to coalesce. Alright, alright. I'm just saying I like that the so Oh, are more answers to how somebody might want to play. Like I'm, kind of, I'm thinking, of, trying to think of like an example of a different book took that approach. So I don't know. Let's say corn. If there was like a sub faction, I mean, I don't know. Is there? Is there a sub faction? If you're like, I want, you know, all dudes on on juggernauts and horses. I want chaos knights. I want blood crushers. Uh, I don't know. Horse battalions, but there's not sub faction. Yeah. But there's not. Uh, sub faction that lets you run in charge with bloodthirsters from yeah, the yeah, yeah. Uh, Wrath of Everchosen book. Right. Okay. So that's a good like example. That. That. So then they made one. If somebody's just like, I want a bunch of bloodthirsters. Like, great. You now have you have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think um, Flesh Eater Courts kind of touched on that just like a little bit, but then it just turned out that right. like Terror Geist were just kind of the way. But like Gristlegore tried to be, this is right. the monster then, like, army. You know, like flares you play blister skin yeah like they they tried to i don't think they quite Mm -hmm. like hit a home run on it but like they tried to a little Mm bit um Mm -hmm. and i think it's good design space to actually be pushing things in i i like Mm -hmm. when design kind of like plays with those dials when they're they're like okay Mm -hmm. like what's this look like you know petrifex the closest we get i think is with stalyark lords stalyark lords is like telling you to play cavalry in the name because stalyark is basically stallion but then, like, mm-hmm. but then, like, you find out you're like, I. The great failing of Stalyark Lords is that the uh, Cavalos Lance Battalion exists because it does like half the same thing, and you're like, oh man, <laughs> like, so now I just play Petrifex and then just take that battalion and put that in Petrifex, right. so I get half of this other things. So that was like where I'm like, ah, almost. Um, but other than that, yeah, like, like Stalkers and Morgas are like better in that. <laughs> yeah, well, st- you're 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 more tech guard. They run in charge. 
Like, what more do you want? <laughs> like, this is a slow army. Seven inches plus run and charge. Like, now you're starting to get some speed. Like, so, I, uh, like, you heard it here on Rantcast. Uh, when the horrible, horrible nerfs come down for Petrifex Elite, tell your children, Stalliarch <laughs> Lords. <laughs> yeah, uh, Britt had an opinion about Petrifex. Like, he was telling me, like, they're in the lore. They're not how they play. And yeah. so, like, what were some of your fixes that you think that they might be able to use? I was like, we won't go. We won't go too we far. We won't go yeah. too deep. Yeah, just uh, keep it to a couple sentences because we're on. I'm we're... only gonna say one thing. Okay. Is that the lore makes a point to talk about how slow they are? That mm. like, even they show up late to battles, and then when they finally do, they just like cry everything, like, crush people into mush. But it took them longer to get there than anybody else. So, so okay. what if what if Petrifex Elite in the lore can't use the plus three move RDP? Or like in their mm-hmm. rules, like like when you mm-hmm. go Petrifex Elite, they turn that off. So like yeah, you yeah. get to, you get your rend, you still grind people into pulp, but now you're four inch move skeletons. Right. Like yeah. I thought seven, about that. Is yeah. again like not in. Uh, my focus on, I mean, it was just like a thought experiment. Not a competitive balance, like, but this is a very good narrative. Like, how, how do we make these guys worse? But I was like, but also, why, you know, they make a point of this in the lore. Where is this in the rules? Yeah, why don't we, they're not any, I mean, they're slower than Staliarch Lords, but <laughs> like, <laughs> but like that, no, no, it's, it's, it's a fantastic point. Like when, when lore, models, and rules all come together, when the lore, like, says it does the thing. And the sculpt looks like it does the thing. And the, the rules do the thing. That's a huge success. Exactly. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Like, and we have, I, I think every every battle tome in this last year, we've gotten a lot of battle tomes. I think every battle tome has, has got those moments in it. Don't, like, mm-hmm. whether the, the book was, like, the filthy one or it, it kind of goes under the radar with, like, Beasts of Chaos, I know is kind of the one I think gets crapped on a little bit now or... or Probably Sylvaneth is the worst worst case scenario. They still have a couple of those moments where you go, "That's totally beast of chaos." You know, like that's totally well, you can just coalesce getting an extra attack with the jaws. Like, yeah, that already just plays into they are more savage. Like they will bite you again. <laughs> they will bite you again. Yeah. So so some factions did a like, and and I agree with you that that they kind of nudge you in a in a direction. Or if you love something, <laughs> looking at it backwards, if you love something, you go which sub factions for me. That's yeah, yeah. really great for new player and veteran alike. You know, that's that's where like that that sweet spot is, is because like as a veteran player, I look and I'm like, okay, how do I break Saurus? You know, like I'm gonna look at it <laughs> that way. And as a new player, you're gonna go like, how do I play Saurus? Yeah, mm-hmm. or like, <laughs> I want lots of big dinosaurs, and some. And then the book's just like, well, have I got the deal for yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> say, say if you did play last uh, book, if you were sure upon before, skinks were um, like, skinks could have had zero attack, zero. Well, they were the army. <laughs> could have just had movement and wary fighter, and and that'd have been great. Yeah, <laughs> just and like then, attack dash. Yeah. And so yeah, and you had, uh, and if you have a ton of skinks. You can still play thanks to Sotek. Well, Warrior Fire is a super good ability, but they have something that it's not a replacement for. It's a replacement for it, but it's not as good just because Warrior Fighter was so good. But it is different. They're, they play differently. Like you can take a, like a horde of shots that can be doing mortal wounds to wound, mm-hmm. and they also have that you know run out of combat thing on. But it's on a four up now, mm-hmm. and but they do have a, a reality splitting act. Type thing where you can kill a unit like Nagash, Petrifex and Nagash, if you, you're able to get really? through all that. 
Yeah, they have a thing on a five up. The model is slain. Dang. For, uh, so that's that. you know they got they got some cool stuff. Yeah. But it it's like. So you, I feel like Starborn is a bit more competitive just because speed kills and movement. Speed does malarkey kill. kills. Yeah. It's like the best like. Being able to teleport because Lords of Space and Time is no longer, and that was one of the big keys why Seraphon was hanging in there, even though they had one. Of the... Yeah. Uh, just being able to get where your opponent isn't, well, or just well, just they movement. they were the pinnacle of play the table, the army dot army. Yeah. They they were. I mean, it's Beasts of Chaos are kind of like that's where they they settled in too. Except they've got some good silver bullets. Um, mm-hmm. Seraphon had no silver bullets. Just play the table. <laughs> Like and and that was really the army with the the summoning and the extra teleports. It, it just that's all they kind of did, and they were kind of held aloft a lot by skinks. So I do I do see a criticism of the book being like people upset that they don't get to play the way they used to anymore. Like I, I see that being you know like you you had a hundred skinks right like you you're you're, yeah. not, you're not running a hundred skinks anymore, and and I I am I'm sympathetic to that. I is uh you know it kind of sucks when the thing that you if you loved playing super cagey. And just, like, teleport against skinks. And, like, if that's what you loved about the army. Like, that one facet. You just lost that. And so I'm sympathetic to that. You know, um, you know, I did play Nagash in in, in uh, First Ed. YOLO solo Nagash with the old Mystic Shield. I lost that going into new, uh, you know, in 2.0. Yeah, I got Grim Guest Reapers, but I didn't really care. I like I liked skeletons. <laughs> I liked skeletons and YOLO solo Nagash. Right? That's what I loved about. And why do I love OBR now? I just got that again, <laughs> you know, so for, for me, I'm just like, oh, yeah, but, uh, you know, for, like, one year, I was like, oh, man, like, Nagash just hides behind 40 skeletons right now? That sucks. <laughs> That's lame. He's the lord of death. He should just be killing shit, except for Archeon. He should run from him. And Gotrick, probably. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not the know. supreme lord of melee you to death. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> like, this is a god. It's yeah. like, when I see Illyrio, I'm like, you know like, <laughs> but yeah, now, like, Archeon and Gash, like, these guys feel like how they should. Yes. Yeah, and, and I wish every god model for all the respective armies. Don't crap on Archeon and Nagash because, like, they, they got there. You know, like, like crack, home runs, like, boom. That's what it should look like. Bring the rest of them up there. Yeah. You know, like, Alarial, like, you're not going to make anyone upset if Alarial is, like, on the table and you're like, oh, shit, she just reincarnates whenever she dies. She can't be killed the whole time. And she costs, like, around that 800-point mark where, like, she just is an 800-point can't-be-killed utility piece. Like, you're suddenly going to be like, oh, yeah, god- goddess of life can't, like, just yeah, keeps yeah. reincarnating herself. And, like, yeah, oh, galaxy brain moment, right? You're not, no one's going to be really upset because one model's still one model. You know, like, it, it can't be everywhere at once, so... I'm going back to you talking about if people have a ton of skinks and then like their army has changed, then maybe they need to buy new models. That's really unfortunate right now because the story and be like, all right, well, uh, I'll add Stegodons. Oh, those are sold out. Well, how about Salamanders? Oh, those are sold out too. So yeah, yeah, that probably sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean that that really sucks. And so there is like a like I understand like some 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 melees. Like I'm very sympathetic sure. to it right now, especially if you're like the tried and true. Like you've been playing Seraphon for like two years, three years, and you're like, uh, like, I've got some Stegodons because, like, I was building them just because, and, like, I've got a Dreadsaurian on the off chance I would summon one one day, but, like, if you, if you're, <laughs> mis- 
if you're missing a couple of those pieces to like make a list work and all you got are skinks, you're going to feel like there's going to be some feels bad while you wait for that, that mm -hmm. supply to fill in. So again, I'm, I just, I just want to go on record as being sympathetic to, to, I think some of the problems while we're we celebrating, we celebrating. A we, lot I think we always do that. Cause like, I don't know, we've, we've had chats about some changes to armies and we agree. Okay. So like the, yeah, it's like the, the joke version is just saying models, but like, then the other part is like, no, everybody should like we want everybody to feel good about what they have and it is very disappointing when yeah just rules writing takes things in a different direction and then and then you're missing kind of what you had before yeah you know? she feels that way about his war herd because that was his like first like go all in on painting armies on parade uh you know he just went to a lot of store i mean like when I met him, like he was working on that. That's how he just like really got out into the communities with that army. And it's funny, like now even, you know, post like points drops for, so not to mention, like he was just sort of disappointed with the Beast of Chaos book, like just at all. But then like, as these points dropped, like his previously thousand point, you know, fun taken to the shops list is now like 700 points. Like he has to add a bunch of stuff to it now because they keep going down. <laughs> the, this race to the bottom that Vince Venturella talks right. about. I mean, I mean, I made the joke too the last time they did like a points uh, adjustment, and it was just like everything Warhead drops, and I was like, they watched one of our videos, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh, what have we done? Yeah. Drop their points down. Well, like, yeah, and, and they're they're more willing to drop the points than to rewrite the War Scrolls, which would be like, yeah, because yeah, I mean, what would be preferable is a Gorgon going down in points or a Gorgon going up to 400 points and feeling like a goddamn Maw Crusher, right? <laughs> like, you would rather have that than it feel like a 160-point, mm -hmm. like, yeah. scrapper. You you want mm -hmm. it to feel like that that 400-point huge awesome thing. And and so, like, that's another sort of point of, of design where, like, when they, they just drop the points as opposed to change the War Scrolls. With the new book, it's like, mm -hmm. this is the opportunity to rewrite all the War Scrolls, right? And that's right. where you're and just So like, that's why, you know... Uh, and I will say, I'm very positive about the Seraphon book. I like what if it we do? Too. I like want to be critical. Yeah, I super like it. But uh, Pterodons and Ripper Dactyls, what I think is like a good indicator of you kind of miss the mark, like with the, like if, when they're writing the rules, I think they need to take into account somewhat what the models cost. Because Pterodons and Ripper Dactyls are $60 US kits. Mm -hmm. And now they're 90 and 80 points. And that doesn't really like, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Not, you know, not that like, just if you're paying $60 for a kit, then you should write rules where, yeah, maybe they land 140, 150, 160 points because they have abilities to match. I mean, you think about like, I want to say like evocators on Dracolines, I think are a $60 kit. Like th there should be, a closer gap there where I'm very confused why they took the, uh, the route with the war scrolls that they did. If then it resulted in them being like this, the three Ripper Dactyls is worth 80 points. I was like, well, mm. give them something else and make them more points. Cause yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't often think about like the cost of like kits and stuff. I, I think it's something you become aware of the, when you play more armies, you know, I'm very much a Homer for like the armies I love. I've got, you know, I play sure, sure. death, and then I've got my mm -hmm. what I call my vacation home, which is my Beast of Chaos. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm thinking I might build a second vacation home with Seraphon. I mean, they're for my son. They're for my son. It's not for me. It's for him. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, like I, mean, I guess so. Then for, for perspective, you know, what if a uh, 
uh, a Gothazar Harvester Hell yeah. was like 60 points and had a War Scroll that was like, it 60. should be 60 points. Yeah. Uh, but then it's also $50. Uh, I was like, like that, there, there's a disparity there that, yeah, I, I think that they didn't do a great job of with for Ripper yeah, and, and Pterodons. Yeah, yeah. But but that's so we 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 we're a, we're a show that is critical. Uh, so we were critical mm-hmm. now. Um, where do you think they hit the but home also run? positive? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What yeah. was that? Uh, yeah. Where do you think they hit the home run? Like then in in terms of like re um, reallocating these. Really the, the, so it, it's a the switch on the Carnosaur's damage of like at full health his jaws are mm-hmm. five damage. So it used to be he had five attacks and they did three damage. Now he has three attacks and they do five damage. So not only is it just hilarious that like one of his bites goes through and he just takes a massive chomp out of somebody, but then there is the added bonus too of like, but also if you play this in coalesced, then you get another attack with five damage. Yeah. So like they definitely got a a uh, a combat buff in coalesced, which again like if I'm so I, I played one when I played Thunder Lizard, I wanted dinosaurs to be scary so like that that all worked together but also just like uh, a simple kind of change like that like is it more fun to do five attacks with three damage or is it more fun to do three attacks with five damage for me personally i would rather have the big exploding giant damage and be like my t-rex just ate you yeah 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 100 100 i I think it also it feels it it's a huge dinosaur it should feel like a five damage yeah all right, continue, man. I <laughs> cut him off, and I'd see pick, you. Uh, my pick is the Source Warrior. From okay. where they were to where they are now is, uh, I think it's big boost. Them getting plus one to their save, and uh, uh, under Starborn, uh, getting that Sunclaw Star Host. So you have you can have like uh, the guys with just the clubs having a negative two rend, like uh, you know, unit running around with negative two rend. It's a if it's a horde, they get the horde bonus. Of- they have 15 or more models plus one attack, you know, and uh, I do dig the synergy. There's a lot of synergy, a lot of command points from Slan and uh, Lord Croak and the Star and the uh, Skink Priest and uh, no Star Priest, and uh, just buffing up your units and able to get a unit of just you know battle line uh, with negative two Rin. It's really easy to get. It definitely answers some of the questions with like that uh, Petrifex leak ask. You get through, uh, you know, three up armor. Well, if I run two, gonna help me. Run two and mortal wounds, baby. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, yeah. What about I mean, you? Me? Uh... Okay. I'll also add in the stegodon. I. Okay, that's so... what I. I mean, you're taking. You're taking. I mean, that's kind of where I would have went. Is like you. They did the, the thing I would have hoped for for a dinosaur army, which is make dinosaurs mm-hmm. battle line. Like that for me is just like that's that's the win for me. You know, this is, you know, when Gristlegore came out, everybody who played big monsters just went, what? You know, like, my, why don't my big, you know, why can't I run six big monsters the list, right? Like, yeah. everybody's brain immediately jumped to that. And then, like, it took probably until, Ma, I think it was at Maw Tribes, where they're like, fine, your battle line guys do, like, lose the, <laughs> like, they, they kind of, like, when they made that reservation, that, that Beast Claw, uh, what is it, Sto- uh, uh, Beast Riders on on Stonehorns when they said, "Yeah, you get to be battle line too and lose your monster keywords, so you could run six monsters in your list." Uh, hashtag no less than five. Like once they did that, like I'm just sitting there. I'm like, if the dinosaurs don't get to run the all dinosaur army, I'm gonna be really mad. 
So, <laughs> and they're good. Like, that's the other side of it is like when you, you, when I can do it and then I'm like, oh, but it sucks. Like, they're good. I don't think it's, it's the, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you can go ahead and expand on it because it sounds like we kind of crossed our wires there on that one. Oh, no, no. We're good. Um, well, it's, I was going to say like, if you listen to like Warhammer Weekly makes this joke, we make this joke, but when like a rule is so specific, like, you have to do this at the end of the shooting phase, only if it's Tuesday. Like, I don't think this rule is like that because this rule is just too cool. But the rule for the Stegadon that you, at the start of the combat phase, pick an enemy unit of no more than five models. And you get plus one to save against them because it has the head crest and it turns to face them. Mm -hmm. Even if that is, like, very specific, that is too awesome. Like, I am super here for rules like that like I, you know that plus one to save is yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah guilty guilty as charged but, uh, to have it like narrative like that to me is really cool well I, I i think the other part of that like when a rule is too specific then it's got to be free that's my mentality on it is like mm -hmm. you can have rules like that because they add flavor these are what i call like the sharp edges in in art or sharp edges in, in narrative or sharp edges in design like, sharp edges are, like, these little, like, weird things that, like, if you were just a total robot, you'd polish them down to make the more efficient, aerodynamic, perfect thing. But, like, when you mm -hmm. leave those little sharp edges on, you you make it look more interesting. You give something for people to grab onto or to or to prick themselves on and, like, remember it. Like, that's... Great way. Yeah, that's, that's how I think about it. You know, why do I like indie video games more than, like, AAA video games now? Because I can feel those sharp edges still in the game, so I get the sense that the the writer who wrote that or the designer who designed that is still there as opposed to a team of a thousand that polished down all those sharp edges. Um, the the sharp edges, like, when you make it specific, the balance factor is just, don't charge me points for it. You know, like, it should just be this fun, <laughs> cool narrative thing. And the Stegadon's point cost seems to be kind of already, right? And then you go, oh, cool, mm -hmm. and then it can get a plus one against the thing. I mean, if you're if you're picking apart somebody's army, like chess moves, moves, and counter moves, you're going to go put that, it's going to look at that one unit. Boom. You know, clean. Of course. Yeah. So I, I, I like it. I like that uh, shooting dinosaurs feel... I mean, the description I would give a new player, like, two years ago is like, do you like dinosaurs riding dinosaurs? Do you want your dinosaurs to have laser beams? You know, like, and then, like... What if there were no humans? What about dinosaurs? Yeah, yeah. And then, like, I'm like, I am lying to them because the army doesn't play that way. No, it's just, like, a hundred skinks moving around the table. <laughs> like, <laughs> like... Well, we'll start liking them. I'm no, I'm no longer a liar. <laughs> you know, like, I really... Like, if I sell you the army on the premise of dinosaurs riding dinosaurs and some of them shoot lasers, um, like... That's what you're playing now. Um, yeah. We didn't really, really talk about it, so this is maybe a good point. A good point too. I love what they did with terrain. I, yeah. I think this is the unsung hero of the book right now. Mm. Um, I, mm -hmm. I, I see a lot of people talking about about salamanders. Um, the reason it's not overpowered is because terrain is random, and random tends to be synonymous with bad, or too random tends to be synonymous with bad. Obviously, it's a dice game. Random is part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's very random. There's, what, 12 terrain types. But when you can realm... Sh it's a narrative rule. They're shaping the realm. You know, like, that's the thing they're doing, yeah. that, which is totally metal. Like, they are making the terrain work for them. When, that, when the stars align on that terrain, it's going to be awesome. And the flavor is already there. 
and you're 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 giving me something that like roots not just my my army not just my book in my army and my models you're rooting it on the table and i love that like i love that about this so yeah it's funny that then the first game that we played uh i wanted to use oh, I mean, we didn't have the realm shaper engine but i wanted to at least use uh, for coalesced where they you know like these terrain features belong to us and they only benefit us and then the ones that hurt you only hurt you uh, and then we were playing battle for the past so my deployment zone is this ah. like crappy triangle and it has like two terrain pieces in there that nobody's ever touched yeah. and i was like okay so that's kind of lost in this game but i agree this rule is really cool yeah, and, and that's the thing, is like it's it's gonna go unsung for a little bit, but like you're gonna once we've played like a hundred games with them, you know, like once once we've seen like three months of people playing with them, like there's gonna be people walking away from the game like that fucking terrain, you know, like they're just gonna <laughs> <laughs> you know, like and I'm like exactly. It's just the generic hill with a tree too yeah. and like killed all your dudes. Yeah, exactly. And I, I just think it's really cool. I, I like it because again, I think it it takes that narrative and it just mm -hmm. not only does it like translate to the models it translates to the table and now that you're starting to like impact the table and if i had a theme for games workshop in the last sort of like four or five books specifically i think they're books that are very aware of the table now before they were very aware they, they said how do models interact with each other right and that was like the question they were answering and asking um now they're like well how do models interact with the table and i think that's what like that's where, like, Petrifax comes in. That's where, like, Ma I'd even posit, like, something like Ma Tribes, which is a very fast army trying to get around. A any army that's teleporting and moving really, really fast. And now they started to add layers to that with terrain, with uh, teleports. Hiding your teleports behind a battalion or moving it into a, a subfact. Things like that where they're really being more aware of, of how to put those, put those sort of, like, levers in that people can pull. I really think that's really great. So. I dig it. Yeah. <laughs> I think the other part too is like uh you know we we talked about remembering lustria so you know yeah i, I played a lot of warhammer fantasy but like what a, the what they made important about lustria is that like if you come here you die the jungle is full of snakes and creatures and like the plants everything will kill you and now i feel like that's what they're doing yeah with these rules is that they're recreating the jungle again and the jungle's gonna get you yeah yeah, that's great. Like that. <laughs> I feel like we've talked a lot about Colesque now, so we got to give Jack his moment to shine. <laughs> yeah, talk like about the you, other. You one. you have the floor. Talk about the lame Starborn. To... No, <laughs> no, 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 no. You guys no. realize how important ten leadership is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. Uh, leadership is huge. Uh, yet another benefit I enjoy as the bad guy. Uh, continue. <laughs> <laughs> I think just the. Um... I'm a big fan of Jacobian's Tale. Uh, uh, with if you're a fan of Skinks, which they probably took a, the biggest hit, I think, out of the uh, book. But uh, Jacobian's Tale, letting you set up half your army in the Celestial Realm, for lack of a better term, uh, like Stormcast, where you can come down in just how big. Because I think, like, before, Seraphon were one of the people who kind of got decided because they had a lot of mega uh, mega battalions in the uh, GHB. Yeah, you you cut out there, but you're saying they were one of the armies that got to choose who who goes yeah, first. They dictated. Yeah, a lot of one, yeah, a lot of one drop. So if they put the one drop, I get to go or you get to go. They get to decide. And now it's their kind of. You're not. You're probably gonna. They're higher higher drops from what I've noticed, 
And so with being able to put your stuff in the celestial realm, like the Kothian's Tale is such a, a, a nice thing because you can protect things from like uh, Bellacor, uh, Bellacor, as I like to call them. Because that <laughs> his ability, like to shut down a unit for a potential two turns, is huge. Yeah. And so I feel that uh, Starborn is the more competitive. So if you do get the people who want to take 20 salamanders or something like that, being able to drop down salamanders higher yeah. is is a big difference between that and uh, yeah. movement and then trying to shoot. Right. Because you can't always say, what's your uh, what's your threat range? Let me park right outside. Whereas like your, my threat range is outside of nine of you and then shoot it. Yeah, so it's 20, try, 20 inches away. Yeah. You can just kind of try to get me off the table, but if you don't, I'm going to shoot you. Right, and and I think we're we're seeing um, the sort of drop and shoot that staunch ca- or that stormcast were sort of mm-hmm. popularizing there. Uh, Ko of course sort of did it before too. Um, they do it mm-hmm. better now. Um, yeah, and Zinch is is doing it a little bit with change host and flamers. Like this this <laughs> drop and shoot that just seems to be the way they took shooting. Um, and sort of a counter to that is like how do you counter shooting? by being able to keep your important pieces off the table. Kolesk uh, yep. might be just the strongest counter-shooting army. In the, like, they might be a really strong counter-shooting army. Because they're just going to the siege. Yeah. Or not Kolesk, I'm sorry. Starborn, Starborn, Starborn. That's right. Sorry, I'm just, I'm, I'm wired <laughs> yeah, for, uh, what, what, what? I'm wired for the dinosaurs that are huge. Yeah, like how, many, how much damage do Longstrikes do to Kolesk? Uh, uh, enough. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, well, if they do a mortal wound, Two. That's true. Two yeah. Wounds. yeah. Yeah. So, so like, um, you know, like in a, in a landscape where like the shooting meta is back and like bold letters, right? Um, uh, the the starborn are very cognizant of that, and I think that that's really it's something to be aware of. Is like, is is they've given them the tools to compete in the shooting in that shooting meta and be a powerhouse amongst all of it. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I think if you wanted to be doom and gloom, like oh salamanders or the new flamers, eh, I think that's a lazy take because how does it fit with the rest of the army? Honestly, um, I think there's unbelievable. I think there's a really cool. Uh, you guys actually brought this up on your battle report, like how the they sort of uh, salamanders in specific kind of mess with screen the nature of screens, like with how they pro- <laughs> they protect their do- they the uh, they the got free wounds. Yeah, from skinks. <laughs> yeah, they're almost like artillery. They're like almost like artillery pieces. They do get that skink keyword so that you can give them like the what is it plus one to hit, plus one armor save. Like you can give them a lot of those skink buffs. So, mm-hmm. so they, and they that should be artillery. I think in the FAQ yeah. they'll be around. You think so? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay, because right. you can still have twelve. Yeah, if they're artillery, but I think they will because they. That's, I just, if they're I not, you could have a single salamander. Like, how many different single salamanders? 20. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be... That would be oppressive. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that moves the scales towards oppressive. Fair enough. Yeah, no, yeah. I... Go on. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. It's... Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that would tip the scales towards oppressive. Like, you can be great. There is no crime in being great. Being oppressive to where... You know, it comes down to meaningful decisions for me. That is always the the, the final question I ask myself when I'm pre- beginning to perceive something as too broken. Is mm-hmm. but is there a meaningful decision, right? And sometimes mm-hmm. when the answer is no, then that's where I start to like go. All right, <laughs> twenty right. salamanders, yeah. fire! Yeah, you can have <laughs> twenty salamanders and two priests. They should. 
<laughs> dot army. <laughs> dot army. <laughs> dot army. Yeah. Um, yeah, so no, there I, we go. Uh, uh, 21 <laughs> drops. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, at that point, it doesn't matter, though. Right? Like, it, it just doesn't yeah, matter. Like, yeah, kill no. You anyway. <laughs> I'm going to kill you anyway. Like, whatever, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a question in this chat. This is a uh, side. Asking? Somebody was asking if you prefer Game of Thrones or Wheel of Time. Oh, uh, that was uh, uh, Davis from last week, who I owe two mo- uh, one model now. Yeah. I prefer Wheel of Time. Um, big fan of that. And uh, yeah, thanks for asking. They have a show coming up. I think it's uh, this year or maybe next year. But yeah, I'm on my fifth reread of the series. How do you feel about uh, about Sanderson uh, finishing it up there? Um, the first book that he came back with, he, you could tell it was... You could, um, you could tell. Sorry, I re-re-re- became a fan of you... him through him finishing the books. So yeah, uh, you cut out there for a second. What did you say? The first book when he came back? Oh yeah, you could definitely tell it was like different some of like a couple of my favorite characters like they felt like they had a different voice and then he got into his groove for the uh the other books and uh so it was like it needed to be done um yeah i'm, I'm glad he did it but it was a uh a, a monumental task and uh it's i you know i'm a fantasy uh fan as far as books and uh that's my favorite i've reread it a bunch of times now or I've read it once, and then I listened to audiobooks a bunch of times. It counts. That. <laughs> it counts. No, I mean, Robert Jordan was a very particular... He had a very particular style that I think became very, like, uh, like sort of... It became very much, like, a part of fantasy, like, culture. You know, like, mm-hmm. the way he, he told stories. Um, and I, I guess his, his... I believe it was his wife helped... Essentially helped... Sanderson finish it off with all of his notes and so on and so forth. And we might actually end up with a scenario like that with uh, with the Song of Ice and Fire. Cause oh, yeah. Like, who's finishing those books? Yeah, who's fin- who are they going to... They'll, they'll tap Sanderson, Sanderson to finish. Yeah, they'll... they'll... <laughs> Brent uh, from Rerolling Ones. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can oh, no, no, no. I'm saying Brent. No, Brandon Sanderson. He... Yeah. I'm not touching that. I saw what people thought of this show. <laughs> of season eight you're like nope 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 just no nope out of it hard <laughs> pass they're super loyal in the beginning right <laughs> maybe at least break. know not what to do mm. or well, you know what not to do i i liked the the notion of the dragon burning the throne i thought that was pretty cool but then it was only a symbolic gesture and then that ruined mm-hmm. it for me like <laughs> spoilers i'm like oh yeah cool like cool awesome thing Oh, it's just like purely meaningless. You just wrote it for the cool scene, and it meant nothing. All right, whatever. The best Wait. meme was like, "I hope the dragon thought that the chair like." <laughs> you killed the chair. Yeah, yeah. Did was it the guy with the one sword or the thing made out of many swords? It was totally <laughs> the many the sword. More... Yeah, the more swords is what <laughs> killed her. <laughs> this guy's been cool to me the whole time. It had to be the chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Face turn right. Um, <laughs> the chair turned heel. Yeah. <laughs> that plot twist. The 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 chairs. It was May Austin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a deep cut there. The Stone Cold Steve Austin rip. Um, yeah. So uh, so uh, anything else you want to mention about the uh the Starborn on the side? You 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 made it pretty. I think you you made it pretty elo- uh, eloquent that there's sort. Of, this is where you're gonna go for. Maybe this landscape of competition, right? Yeah. Like they, they've got the answers to, to the to the Petrifex Elite. I think they've got a, in a way they've got an answer to to, to the shooting meta. Yeah, Zinch yeah, like, and KO. Like, they can't Zinch can't hide anything. 
Yeah. That's there. So if they're going to teleport flamers or doing... Yeah. They're going to do that, and then you can counter that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I see your teleported flamers, and I see... And I raise you... Salamander's coming down. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Zinj, for, for all the all the heat it gets right now... Heat. Get it? Ah. Um, <laughs> for all the heat it gets right now, um, they do have a lot of, like, hero reliance, so... I mean, and you're just going to be able to pinpoint snipe. Yeah. Nothing is like, safe. All the flamers are made of paper, so. Yeah. yeah. And all the all the flamers are made out of paper. Yeah. So. No, I, I, um, any other thoughts on Seraphon? Anything you wanted to go a little bit deeper on? I think I just, I just kind of want a good cursory read of it for people. I haven't, yeah, I haven't read the lore. I, I didn't get to read all of that, but I read a little bit. Of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember if the original Seraphon book talks about the old one. Or if they brought them back from Warhammer Fantasy in this. Because this book is just straight up like the old ones created the Seraphon and they are trying to recreate their plan. They have artifacts from the old ones. Like they are, they make a big deal about them. And I wasn't sure that the previous book did. If I'm wrong, I'm, I'm wrong. But I was at least excited to see that. Not only is it's like, okay, you're going back to something that was cool but then also trying to move it forward. So there's a part in here where they're talking about like, yeah, the old ones might have created the realm gates. And you're like, what? Yeah, that's pretty metal. <laughs> so there's some some deep mystery in here that I'm sure uh, Doug, 2 plus tough, will walk us through. Yeah, he's talking about Necromunda and his... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Infinity. I, at, um, <laughs> I, was, I was pretty interested. Other parts too, like, you know, I hunted around a little bit the the thunder lizards are supposed to basically be guarding like vaults of ancient seraphon technology that is like old one technology right. i think Maybe that's cool it has like <laughs> storylines are we, are we and then uh kodal's claw i read about that too and it just it's a lot of fun talking about like how these guys hack you to pieces with like tooth clubs and it's just like it describes everything it describes is very. So it's also if you like, if you want your lizard guys to just tear people apart, then you'll you'll get excited about that faction. Well, I, I, I like. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. You oh. you first, dude. Um, uh, like you mentioned when we first started, um, like my main is Stormcast. That's kind of uh, what I took last year. I'm switching to cities for this season, but um, how how great of an ally Slam Mages and Lord Croak are. For Stormcast, because I found myself really being command point hungry. Like I take the Aether uh, Quartz Roach and just pray that I get a five or a six so I can uh, get like with Shootcast or with uh, Celestial Vindicators. I think it was where might have been Celestial. Well, you can get you need command points for that army. And Croak, you're getting an average of two because he rolls three dice and every uh, four up is a CP. Mm -hmm. So you can get potential three just that first turn. And so Mm -hmm. now you're sitting at four and Five with a battalion. Three he's 320 points. He's a plus one dispeller cable wide. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, I think, teaming him with a Star Drake. So you're getting multiple D3 mortal wounds on units a game and giving him another plus one to cast. I think they are great in the Stormcast army. Yeah, I mean, Order has always had, I think, a struggle over other other armies or other battle tome, uh, other GAs, because they, they have a lot more moving parts. Than death. Death is four armies, four tomes. I mean, Night mm-hmm. is like three armies, kinda. But when it gets right down to it, it's we've got four armies. Uh, 
the fact that War Clans is three armies in one book, plus you got Maw Tribes, that's four armies in Gits, that's five in, in de Destruction. Like, those are very... Th Order has a huge... Um, <laughs> as a huge, like, sort of complement of it. And so, like, all those moving parts that they have to assess when they kind of release books and stuff like that, it means that something... Sometimes, like, something that isn't obviously great in its own army has some, some real life life expectancy in someone else's army, which is both good and bad, right? It, sometimes it feels bad to, to, to play uh, out of your faction. Sometimes it feels awesome if you have a really great theme for it, a really great idea for it. Um, Trump's going to have a Seahawks-colored mask, and he's going to fit right in yeah. with the circuit. Yeah, 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 that's great. Um, real quick here, uh, Mitsuki... Uh, does GW progressively make new factions stronger like this to answer competitive skew? I think that's a, that would be a lazy or a oversimplification. I mean, Skaven was one of the first books released in the new wave. It's still one of the best books in the new wave. So mm -hmm. it, it, it's kind of an exception, but then you go like next up it's Flesh Eater Courts and Slanesh. Both those books, even post nerf, hold up just as strong as anything right now you know mm -hmm. um i do think what we're seeing is something more notably a or fire slayers for instance fire slayers is probably s tier right uh, many people would agree it's like petrifex elite except they can also run in charge teleport and activate twice like it, it's it, 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 yeah so like oh and rend they don't care about quite as much because it's all about the after saves for them um like, I, I didn't just have one exception. I had the entire first half of the releases as exceptions. Um, what I think you're seeing is recency bias. Uh, people want to play the new thing. It, it's it's pretty... People want to play the new thing. Uh, people... The, there's attention on the new thing to build the new thing. So right now, we just talked about some really good, strong stuff. Like... So you're going to hear our podcasts that are recent. You're going to go watch their battle reps that just play, showed Seraphon. Like, you're going to probably want to play some of the new stuff. So you're going to see people who are playing some of that older stuff drop off the older stuff. But, like, it doesn't mean that the new thing is always the better thing, 100%. Um, I do think what you're seeing, though, is this, this notion of a living meta or a rock, paper, scissors meta. And I think that that's becoming a little bit more the norm because early early on we had a very narrow game we had two good armies everyone else was outdated um it, it's you know it, it was very top heavy we've gone it's the vince venturella fat middle um i think the fat middle is evolving into this rock paper scissors it's not just any army is in that like comfortable fat middle with a couple outliers on either side of the bell curve i think you're actually seeing within that fat middle this army beats that army that army beats beats this army and this nice little like cyclical sort of robust interesting fun living game because they've given enough tools within each battle tome to where like okay yeah petrifex elite's a problem everyone starts bringing ren two and mortal wounds and now i go okay so like they kill my stuff as good as if i had one save worse well now i need the extra mobility of stalyark lord so i'm gonna go back to my tome as everyone answers the problem of my army and i'm gonna run with with I'm going to stop taking Petrifex Elite. I'm going to start taking Stalyark Lords. They're going to see that 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 I've started taking Stalyark Lords. They're going to move off the extra rend in their army. They're going to move... That's what you're seeing. And I think that the fact that our game takes a long time to build the models, learn the rules, play the games, get your rep in, I think you see a sort of a... 
the problems stay highlighted for a little bit longer than maybe they they should. Uh, while everyone sort of races to catch up. But it doesn't mean that the new thing is just inherently the most busted thing. Uh, Y'all care to comment? Or uh, disagree with me by all means, because I don't want to tell people what to think. That was beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) I'll at least also say, like, I don't know the timeline for how they write books, but just like with printing and them, you know, I... I have to imagine that, you know, Seraphon was like, they were done writing that before anybody was like, Zinch is busted and Bone Reapers are busted. Like, I think this was done well before that. They're so probably I, writing it. Yeah. I know. I definitely thing. don't see them like, yeah, writing rules to counter stuff that they don't know, like hasn't been like received by like the players yet. That, and there's probably multiple teams uh, or multiple projects going on simultaneously. Like you look at me, like I'm yeah. a, I'm a writer, uh, as well. Uh, you know, the the sto- short story I finish for a, for a project might not be the one I started first. It's just sure. the one that that in my uh, sort of list of priorities they shifted around. It's the thing I had the better idea for. Now you're talking about mm-hmm. not just one writer. You're talking about several writers. You're talking about a whole model lines of a release. Maybe Seraphon came out later because they didn't have the pyramid ready. You know, they could have wrote it before Zinch. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we just, we simply don't know enough about the process. We can speculate, and it's totally fun to do that. But, I mean, it's it's really, I don't think there's some malicious, like, evil, like, M. Bison figure, like, in Street Fighter, just, like, arms crossed, like, now release the Zinch. Yeah, I was like, you thought this was bad. <laughs> like, you, this isn't even my final form. Like, you know, like, I don't... <laughs> Like some Machiavellian release plot, and just like, <laughs> like I don't know. Coach, uh, coach is saying. Uh, I'm sorry, you're cutting out again. Oh, I said. Uh, coach said that uh, since Christmas. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Coach, he's gonna be up here uh, June. He's gonna film a couple bat reps with us, so it's gonna be awesome. Oh damn it, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, and then we're gonna go and win Midwest Meltdowns uh, teams or doubles. Yes. The Which mega powers. Uh, I might get on the waiting list for that since uh, Sarah, uh, since Adept, sadly, uh, uh, you know, happening. we can kind of come back to like what we were talking about earlier with Adepticon. I think we're going to see some people maybe displaced to Midwest Meltdown. Uh, the CDC mm-hmm. was projecting by June for it to be out of the uh, pandemic level, right? Because that's that's really what it's about. Um, it, we might see progress or turnaround sooner on it, so. So hopefully, um, there was another question here in chat for y'all. I'll let you field this one since I really, oh yeah, it's got your name on it. What are your take on Lumineth? Mm. Oh, um, it's, that is one of the things like it doesn't do anything for me, but I'm glad it exists and it does something for other people. Like yeah. I'm not going to like poo poo it, but it's like, I'm, I probably won't play it, but I'm glad it's out there. None of us have put our hands up to be. I'm getting those when they come out, so uh, we'll see. You know, they, if anybody is going to start them, it's going to be Doug because he started yeah, every yeah, army. I'll buy it off Doug. Yeah, right. and then yeah. it'll be on the channel. No, yeah. <laughs> um, I really like like the first wave. You know what they showed? I really like Techless. I really like the Orlon Wardens. Um, kind of now the second wave. Uh, the 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 dude sitting on the, oh yeah the the, the earth bender yeah, or whatever yeah okay that one is not to my t- 
taste, but uh, really, like, elves have never been my thing anyway, so it's kind of like, like, I like Deepkin, which then people are like, Deepkin aren't elves. It's, it's like, but it's true, though. <laughs> There's something quintessential about the elf that you just don't like, and since IDK aren't a real elf by elf player standards, like, yeah, because whatever it is about elves that make you not an elf person, they don't have it, and so you can like IDK. I think that's that's a more than fair take. But yeah, if you got more to add there, <laughs> mm-hmm. no, I'm just uh, uh, IDK. They're Zoras from Zelda. Like they're not elves, um, <laughs> and I like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we'll see more. I'm really curious if there is a Tyrion uh, model. I'm hoping that that would be super cool, but. I don't know. They're. Uh, I think the. I think they look all right, but I don't know that any of us are stand up and say, "That's mine." Yeah. yeah. It's like one of the things. Like going back to having a bet rep channel, is uh, I found myself saying, "Oh, it's just a studio army," and I have way too much stuff. I just my backlog is ridiculous. You mentioned the <laughs> sandbox. Cities of Sigmar is quicksand. <laughs> there's so much. I'm drowning. And oh, I'm going to go this way now. Oh, I'm going to go this way. I have six gyrocopters sitting over here that I'm not using anymore. And I just, I have, how many of the Corsairs did I get from you? I have, 20 or 30. Yeah. And like, you got I'm, the Charybdis. Now I'm building 80, uh, oh, 40 Iron Drakes. Part of 40 for Charybdis. And I have 75 Pistoliers and uh, Outriders. And I'm like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I can't play all of them at the same time. Channel Army. Yeah, Channel Army. Yeah, Channel Army. I have three Hurricanes. Why do I need Justin. Yeah, I think like, I you do have like uh, one of, like people are very generous, you know, being that we don't have a Patreon. Well, and they'll give me the they'll offer me these deals. That's I can't pass that up. <laughs> and tell me like you're gonna offer me this deal. I'm like, all right, man. And so I have uh, I have too much stuff. And so looking at Lumineth, unless like to put it, I'm not gonna I don't want to put it this way. Unless GW stuff, I probably won't pick up any. You're not going to have... I mean, there'll they'll be a fan who'll want you to, like, play with them just to, like, have a yeah, battle rep on that, them. Yeah, that would be a thing where somebody will want to see... Well, you know, can't... I got I got fans, dog. I gotta, I gotta please the people. Yeah, this <laughs> but, is, you're, you're sounding like me with, like, Seraphon and my son. It's like, I'm not yeah, buying myself... Yeah, for me. I'm not breaking my two armies rule. I'm <laughs> buying my son his first army. Dude, you know how much I don't want to play Seraphon? Because... Yeah. But now I do because I just want to beat him because he likes Coalesce and I like Starborn. Yeah. And I just want to show him how it's done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't need another, I don't need another army right But I do have Lord Croak and like, so I have Skinks. You've box. already opened Pandora's box. Like you already... Yeah, like, yeah, you've I already got a points of KO. How did that, how did that happen? How did, did, Cities. How did I get 50? C- I got die and I wanted this and then... Yeah, it's it's... They, I'm one of those. Mar- I'm a mark. I'm a GW mark. They, they know like I'm a pigeon. <laughs> they see me coming. <laughs> that's that's where like I'm like right now. I'm like I'm I'm happy to just kind of live in in Bone Daddy Land, uh, you know, yeah. and build my skeletons and build a couple different builds of them. I want to run the like the uh, bone the bone cast or the the bone stampede like a brass stampede just all murder ponies yeah you know like a full murder pony mm-hmm. list where you just pin him in and you move fat you got to go fast like sanic 
Um, so I'm just gonna like build a couple different builds and, and you know really really build out the OVR range so that I can just like as the points adjust I can just like oh go on the shelf this thing's viable now and that's just where I'm gonna I look for like the... that whole range. I'm, that's yeah. where I, I'm not allowing myself to until I like paint more. Of yeah, it, it doesn't to be a completionist and then you're like whoa. <laughs> well, GW will always sell you the next thing. They just they've got they've got our numbers as fans, you know? Yeah, dude, and I so it's like, get out of my brain. Yeah. Well, that, it, they, exactly. Well, what you said, like with, with Lumineth is, is like, it's not for you, but like mm-hmm. on the side that you are right now, like there's someone on the polar opposite side. They're just like, yeah. yes. And their name is Bryce Schultz. And he was just on Rantcast like three weeks ago. Um, like, it's, <laughs> like, yeah. like there's, there's to them. with, with OBR is the same way as like, I saw a bunch of people like, Oh, Joker skeletons, the Joker skeletons of like, I love that about them. They're just mocking Sigmar. It's awesome. You know, like the thing where like you'd say something like it's negative, like, oh, they're just Joker skeletons. I'm like, they're Joker skeletons. You know, like, like a stupid army full of giant dinosaurs. Like, uh, yeah, it's a stupid <laughs> army full of giant di- like where you're just like, you know, like they say the thing and you're just like, that's exactly what I love about it. That's what I think they, they do. That's go on, you got a point there, Jack. When people were saying, "Oh, they're just space marines," oh, and I was like, that, I, "I thought I love, I thought they look cool." I was like, "Guys, I, I was like, wait, are, how's like?" I was curious. They got me intrigued with them, and then like, but some people hate space. I mean, hate uh, <laughs> uh, uh, stormcast. They're like, it's because it represents something to them. It hurts something that they loved, and they just have a visceral reaction when they see stormcast. I, to I me, think- it's just like. They're kind of cool. I like this. Well, I, 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 um, I think it's it's fun to Vince actually like, kind of said it better, and so I'm gonna just bastardize completely what he said. I think it's fun to like, to like kind of like hate on something that doesn't matter. You know, this is what like hating on the Seahawks. Oh, absolutely. Does it? Does it really like? Jack, you know that we're good. Like I just, but like I make fun of the Seahawks. You make fun of the Packers. We have a great time of it because it's something mm-hmm. like that doesn't actually matter. It's not like I'm making yeah. fun of like your way of life or yeah, what my you're... identity isn't wrapped up. Yeah, I just like them. Yeah, and so I'm not offended by you taking shots at them. Yeah, right. And I'm insecure, yeah, which is funny. why I take shots at 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 the Seahawks. But no, it's it's um like there's there's a uh, like there's there's sort of a fun in like in like disliking stuff and. Uh, I, I've gone on, I love to put it like, uh, you know, righteous indignation is one of the best feelings you can have where you're just like, I am incensed for no reason. Like it's the angry nerd trope, right? Like you're just, you're, it's fun to do that. It's just, it is. But like, I look at a lot of the like AOS armies and I'm just like, I get that. Like, I'm like, I get that. Like, I'm like, it's not for me, but I get that. And so anytime I see someone excited about the thing, um, I'm just like, not my thing. Awesome and Stormcast. By the way, you'll be surprised to know uh, I don't hate them. Uh, I mean, I meme hate Sigmar and I'll make fun of all the good guys and Order armies and so on and so <laughs> forth. But I actually think that like the Stormcast lore is like the coolest good guy for this setting. Like the whole like reef. Like <laughs> What's that? I don't like Stormcast anymore. Now you like. Yeah, yeah. There and now my and now my my true plot has revealed itself. <laughs> um, no, do like, you ever uh, do you ever smack talk like narratively because that's the most fun. I I'm getting into it. Like I mean, <laughs> like the, the 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 main take is like Sigmar's a soul thief. But do you mean like I need to do it with an old English accent or something, or just even that like when you're 
when you're threatening somebody, yeah, like you're threatening to be like, give me your bones. Like, oh. I'm going to take all of the bones of your children <laughs> and I'm going to make it into a seemingly mundane part of our society. Oh, break. Because we need bones. Like, yeah, we need bones. No, like I did that with Chuck. If you're a Luminous player, like, if you're already getting into the idea, like, they, they already made it clear that they are, like, now so, like, part of, I don't know, their their code or whatever is they're like emotionally cold. So they're basically just telling everybody like you're all petulant children and like your, your lives are meaningless. You know, nothing like you get to be that. That's fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I throw myself into the persona a lot of like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like the, the, the tax collector bones into a beer. Enjoy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Look, look, I don't know why your stupid starboard don't want to pay taxes. Do they not enjoy <laughs> infrastructure? Like, don't you want a bone bridge or a bone <laughs> road? What happens if your house bone catches on fire? Who's going to bone put it out, dude? Like, pay your taxes. Yeah. Like, what am I supposed to build roads out of? Concrete? Yeah. That's, that's so impractical. Like, I invented an entire type of magic that turns bones into stuff. Okay? Like, <laughs> You got it, man. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's it's. I do think the the smack talk, the the WWE persona, which becomes a narrative yeah. thing. Um, I'm coming up with like I'm I'm right now I'm puzzling together because Coach and I are Midwest Meltdown partners, and he's gonna play mm -hmm. his cities, and I'm gonna play my uh my death, and it's like I want to make a display board for us where like one half of it's like the undead side, and the other half is the, like the city side. And like it's like we're it's like we're two sides of the same coin like mm -hmm. type thing where it's like almost like a almost like a flesh eater quartz like before after or, or side by side snapshot of the illusion and the reality or or whatever something something like that oh, and then coming up nice. with like a cool little like narrative for like why this city and the city of Sigmar is working with the Bone Daddies like maybe mm -hmm. maybe like oh, daddies. <laughs> maybe they have like a really great like contract like writer in the city and so like <laughs> and so like the bone daddies show up to like have them write the contract and uh and like they get gotcha by the contract and they're like the mortisians are just reading the contract they're like god damn it it says we have to defend the city now <laughs> you know like something like that like to write like a kind of a like a fun <laughs> they're little... gonna give us bones they're gonna they're give us bones them. but like to get the bones uh, i guess we gotta yeah i mean I mean, it is bi binding, and like the Mort Mortison like has like so like spectacles on, is like look reading it over, like like what you did here. <laughs> okay, yeah, bones plus a thousand. <laughs> oh, but yeah, and then like okay, so it says here we get to collect a thousand bones from you, and he's like taking the glasses off, and then like the the Griffin, the general on the Griffin's like, oh, but did you read the bylaws? And then like puts the puts it back on. God <laughs> damn it! <laughs> yeah. yeah, some restrictions. Yeah, so I'm exactly. You, but you didn't read the fine print, <laughs> and they're just like, "No, Sigmar!" And they're just like screaming to the clouds. <laughs> we didn't pay our taxes, and now you have to do community service at Midwest Meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Yeah. Perfect, perfect narrative. Team narrative. Yeah, team narrative. Isn't it great? <laughs> um. Man, I uh, I actually had another question I was going to ask you guys building off the Lumineth mm -hmm. thing, but I've lost the point now, so... Uh... Can I say there was a really good comment that I saw that Cities yeah. is 
1000% an enjoyable track. Yeah. Yeah, that was coach. <laughs> it's just a yeah, the, the oh. Okay. Yeah. That was good. The contracts <laughs> what Catacross is reading in his model. Yeah, he's exactly like he's got the except he's not reading it. He's like looking past it and the guy's like, "Sir, we've brought you the contract." And he's like he's just like looking listlessly over the battlefield and he's like, "Man, I could build so many great bridges if people just paid their taxes, but nobody <laughs> understands me." And that guy <laughs> dies before he's done reading too. Yeah. What do I do now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess or, I'll fight. Or like, uh, or Haywo's take. He's like, he's like, Sir, Vandus Hammerhand sends a missive. He says you're a, you ate shit. <laughs> and like, <laughs> like, <laughs> Catacross looks over. Send, uh, take a memo. <laughs> Tell Vandus you a bitch. <laughs> like, just like, write this down. Write this down. Uh, Crowbro. <laughs> Send the missive. <laughs> like, just like, <laughs> Vandus gets the, like, scroll. Catacross! <laughs> like, just like. <laughs> there's just so much going on on that model that there's, like, this, like, separate scene playing out that has nothing to do well, like, with whatever game you're playing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, whatever's going on. Well, because, I mean, they even in the Wrath of the Everchose, I don't know if you y'all did a deep dive on that. Like, they really, mm -hmm. um,. You know, me making fun of Archeon aside, I think they did a good job of making the Bone Daddies, like, look, come off looking strong, even though they kind of oh, ultimately, yeah. like, jobbed. But, like, mm -hmm. even, like, the in the, like, fight, I think it's been long enough I can spoil it a little bit. Catacross yeah, is, yeah. is just, like, Catacross is, like, like, he's not fighting Archeon to beat him. He's fighting him to, like, get in his head and learn his weaknesses. Right. He's already got what he wanted. He's already got what he's wanted. He's, like... And that's one of the things where, where, like, like they do a really good job with Nagash and, like, a lot of these, like, great iconic death heroes. And I know we're all mad at, at, at my army right now, but soon you won't be. You'll be mad at Zinch. Um, like, or, or dinosaurs, who knows? Like, it, it, like, they do a really good job of, like, showing that death isn't a consequence to the army that is death. You know, like, of course death isn't the, like, you know, like, when you write a story about a mortal hero death is a threat that they have to live with, right? Like, the mm -hmm. threat of death. Um, and this is this is the, the, the lead I buried is about Stormcast. Like, they do a really nice job of, like, oh, death isn't the consequence, but, like, Nagash failed his Black Pyramid. Oh, yeah, there's just a black hole in the middle of his, of his, of Shayish now. <laughs> like, that's kind of a big deal. That really sucks. So, like, yeah, he can't mm -hmm. die, but his realm is being slowly swallowed whole. The thing that he <laughs> derives all his power from. This is kind of a problem. Like they do that, they do that really nice, and they did it really well with Catacross, where it's like show him paying the playing for the long game, like. He, but he's he, also like, ow. Yeah, yeah. He's like, okay, yeah. Like he, he takes the hit and then so on. So I thought that was really cool. What I was saying about Stormcast is I think Stormcast make a great hero for this setting in that respect. And I know yeah. order doesn't mean good guys. I get it. Like we can talk about moral relativity later. Like, <laughs> but I'll do a different rant cast for that. Um, but, like, you have this, like, okay, they don't die. Every time they fight, it's it's the Battle of Thermopylae. It's 300 of them versus thousands upon thousands of demons and shit. And then they die and they get reforged. And, like, mm -hmm. they lose, they, this is that immor immortality isn't so immortal for them. When they get reforged, they yeah. lose something, you know. So, like, they're, they're always paying this price to be a badass, to just be the best mm -hmm. hero possible. And, like, they're losing the most important thing, which is them. You know, what makes them a hero? Especially with that, like, what, what the, the one Stormhost or whatever is, like, the original, 
Stormhost. It's like the all the revolutionaries. It's like Joan of Arc joins joins up with like Guy Fox to fight a revolution. The the Stormhost, <laughs> like they're they're like losing their identity. They fought thousands of battles. Like they're barely themselves anymore. And what I like think would be, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. What was that, Jack? I said they're just like automatons. Yeah, yeah, they're beca- yeah, exactly. They're just these like automatons. And what I think would be really cool is if we get a, a wave to like we get the next Stormcast book. What I, I think the community's like, okay, you can have one. You gave us a year off. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah no new models for a year. We're good. Okay, or Cities of Sigmar was their new book because <laughs> you <laughs> just play them in Cities of Sigmar. Um, the the uh, but like I, if we get this new book, what I want to see is now that we've kind of like begun to figure out sub factions and and. I think we're getting cooler with the battle tomes. Like the point you brought up really, really early on Brent with the, the Colesque versus the Starborn. Mm-hmm. We've gotten a lot better at this, or I say we it's games workshop <laughs> games workshops gotten a lot better at it. I would love to see, <laughs> but us, us yelling at them through our microphones on the internet has made them better. Weeding Sam Pearson. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but what I want to see is I want to see like a storm host. That's like battle shock immune because they've lost their like identity you know like like i would love to like like uh, people are like well why don't the immortal warriors why aren't they battle shock immune like osiric bone reapers and i'm like couple points first of all it was death <laughs> thing first and everyone else got it so we had to get it better hashtag shameless homer um <laughs> but but like i think that like taking a battle shock test and we see this with starborn uh, with the uh, starborn too they're they're basically you know leadership 10 Right? Like, because they're not even really corporeal. They're not even really real anymore. Like, it's just the will of some star god, essentially, bringing them into existence. Like, that's cool, and it reflects in their bravery score. Um, why do Stormcast still take bravery tests? Because they're still human. And so mm-hmm. what I want to see is that, like, that, that like, one sub-faction that doesn't take Battleshock, their Battleshock immune as a faction, or a sub-faction, as a storm host, whatever... Because, like, the implication being they're not human anymore. They've been reforged right. so many times, they've completely lost themselves. They've been, like, discarded from the other story. Yeah. Because they've... Yeah, yeah, they're no longer, like, you don't really fit in here. Yeah, like, I don't I don't necessarily want Chaos Stormcast. I think that's kind of stupid. But, like, you know, if yeah. you want to convert them that way, that's really cool. But, like, I would love to see a loss of humanity as, a, mm-hmm. as like, a long con sort of narrative. I think that'd be just awesome. But that's because that they, they are like just the joke version of getting reforged. Like if the Stormcast was like a painter before and then he dies and he comes back, it sucks. Like, he, or like can only draw like stick oh, figures. Oh, <laughs> but that's so soul crushing. Just think about the implication. Like you're like this amazing fighter dude who like picks up a pitchfork and like kills a hundred like blood letters. You're just a normal dude. <laughs> And, like, your soul's about to go to Nagash, where it belongs, because he is... <laughs> and then, like, and then, like, uh, and then Sigmar's just like, nope, mines, it's mines now. Like, the, uh, the, the, uh, Michael Shea joke, he's just like, it's mines now, and he just, like, takes it. And you're like, and, like, Nagash is just like, Sigmar, like, because you stole a soul out of the rotation, man. And then he, like, reforges it into a, into, like, a, a walking mountain of a man that just kills everything forever, this Stormcast <laughs> Eternal. And, like, yeah, like, he picked up a pitchfork and defended the town, and he showed he had great soul stuff, and he was a pure hero. But, like, he was also, like, just, like, a freaking painter. And so, like, now his identity becomes murder everything forever, 
to save the world. Oh, and by the way, every time you die, you're going to be a worse painter. That's so brutal. Or the guy with the pitchfork then has lost his ability or his skills in animal husbandry. Yeah, like, no, no I, used to, I used to be able to talk to sheep. They understood me. Like, he goes to pet a sheep and it bites him and he, like, realizes that's the moment he lost his soul. Like, oh, Am I even human anymore? Yeah, like, just, like, listlessly staring off, like... <laughs> Am I even human if I can't herd sheep? <laughs> like, what does it mean to be a human? Like it's 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 cool. Like I think it's cool. I will but, defend Stormcast even though I'm supposed to hate why them forever. Has Sigma cursed me with <laughs> yeah, <head>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why has he made me a ten foot tall walking badass who can only murder? Why? <laughs> like I, no, I, I wanted to be a teacher. <laughs> All right, man. Oh man, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, any any uh, any closing thoughts on Seraphon from either of y'all? I uh, think they are. You know, they, they reside in the top of the. I don't. I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put them up there with Angel B. Players. You don't think they're at and the top? I think Seraphon with... is a great narrative book. There you go. So you don't. You're not uh, competitively. You're not putting them up there in, in S tier, but you think you cut out no. a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Uh, I think they're, like, uh, right below, like, fourth place. So, right behind Zinch, OBR, and uh, Fire Slayers. Yeah, okay, all right. So, right yeah. around there. It's on... B+. Plus. B+. Plus. And I'll just say they're a great narrative book. Perfect. Casual players will very much enjoy this book. Yeah, perfect, mm-hmm. perfect. Anything you... Any uh, any final digital soapbox moments either of you got to get off your chest? Any Anything you want to mm-hmm. go off script on? We'll just we'll be uh, trying to put together that that new seasons format. So look out for that pretty soon. Mm-hmm. We finished up the uh, the terrain for it, and we've got a couple models that we're doing. It's like custom. Like I got like a, a converted knight in Cantor fireball. Mm-hmm. Uh, just doing some fun stuff like that for the campaign. And uh, yeah, we'll get that started soon. Yeah. Do you have a Do you have a tentative uh, timeline when when we can uh, expect to see that? Let's hope by the end of the month. Let's see. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. So an ambitious end of the month. All right. Yeah. Anything? So there, there. I, I put a, a soft date on it. Now we got, Now we actually got to deliver. Oh, yeah. See, I mean, deadlines, they help. They help us all. Um, yeah, that's kind of really helped too. So, yeah. <laughs> it's like, actually. Yeah, I mean, I, I do want to I do want to reset that earlier uh, while we're on it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we may not have Adepticon, but I think a lot of the content creators, y'all are part of it. Um, AOS coach who's sitting here in chat gang right now, uh, you know, Martin Orlando, Warhammer Weekly, uh, Doug 2 Plus Tough, like tons of tons of content creators are, are we're going to try to throw something together so that you still have an awesome, fun and exciting weekend of just Warhammer and you have a good mm-hmm. excuse to use those vacation days you already uh, you already used. You're not going to give them back. <laughs> take t- take the U time unless you want unless you need to, to make the money. But Take take the time. We're gonna we'll, we're gonna try to throw something together. Um, more on that. There'll be some hashtags. Watch Twitter. Um, watch our shows. I'm sure anyone who's got a show or a cast coming out anytime in the relative future is gonna gonna talk a little bit more about it. So, cool. yeah, do you mean the cake? Asks Classy Hat Split. <laughs> <laughs> Look forward to the cake. Uh, the cake is a lie. Uh, so the the uh... <laughs> yeah yeah I, I love so when you see like then we finish the train. It is now the most desolate and like awful looking cake. <laughs> it looks 
truly like the worst place to live. It looked appealing as cake when we thought it was cake. <laughs> now it has like burnt trees and it's just this like yeah. this awful red. It's great. Oh man, that's fantastic. Really, I, really like I, I like the idea of I do like the idea of an April Fools. You don't even have to like give credit to <laughs> anybody. Do an April Fools episode, do the army switch thing and have just a cake. <laughs> Just go to Walmart, whatever, or like Trader Joe's, you know, because you're in yeah, the yeah. Pacific oh, hey, Northwest. I'm on top of the cake, I get plus one. Yeah. I'm going to go to the grocery store and have a uh, Minions cake custom made. There you, you go. You can garrison the cake. You absolutely can garrison it. You can garrison cake. the cake. <laughs> <laughs> like, the cake is a lie. People have minus one to hit you when you're, you know, like an additional <laughs> minus one. It's just got that terrain feature. Oh, man, that'd be great. Anything y'all want to put on blast? cake. Ooh. Anything, uh, anything y'all want to put on blast? Ooh, uh, no, just no, no. all right. So, yeah, man. Yeah, thank, thank you very much. It was a lot of go fun. check out Rerolling Ones. Two plus stuff. That's uh, you know, without yeah. Doug, there'd be no us kind of. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And if they want to, why not? That's uh, that's my AOS Sherpa. I follow those guys. They, they, yeah, Vin, Tom, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, hopefully, Halo uh, makes. Good luck, Halo. I'll get on. I'll get on Halo's case. Tell him to make more content. Even like the world, I you know I think he's just a master of like figuring out when it's when it's his time to pick a shot. You know, like he's yeah. just that sharpshooter <laughs> on the line. You know, he's just like, no, now it is time. And he like clicks the button and uploads the video, <laughs> and we're just all like, yes, I've needed it in my life. Yeah, so I'll, I'll get on Halo a little bit. Um, and then uh, if they want to talk to you, Jack, if they want to argue with you about Seleski. Uh, on Twitter, uh, who do they at? Yeah. I'm at Rerolling Ones because uh, I'm using the channel Twitter. Uh, <laughs> and channel yeah, Twitter. If, if you're in, people are in the Seattle area, uh, I'm I'm fine with people coming over my house too. I film that. <laughs> uh, I don't. My kids don't live here, so Shoes' kids live at his. Yeah, he's not a, a careful. I might divorced parent like me, but I... uh, uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, Rerolling Ones, Jack. What you got? I'm at Brent RR1. And uh, I post incredibly slow hobby progress and uh, jokes. Yeah, yeah. There you go. It. And and uh, the uh, the channel on YouTube is rerolling ones. Uh, I normally don't like do the self-aggrandizing, self shoutouts things on my own show, but I really do want to. I do really want to call out the Tomb King Tristan. He was here in chat gang earlier. Um, he's got a new show. He's got six episodes, little six minute, seven minute episodes. Um, if you love Rantcast. Uh, You'll like this more by a multiplicative amount. Like, so we're like at approaching three hours now of a show. The amount of time that was spent between six minutes in is just a multiplier to how great his show is because he condenses it down. Little six minute episodes, talks about a battle plan, talks about a, uh, like a, an army strat or like a uh, strategy for a unit. Really nice little like morsels, uh, just brimming with his passion for the game. Tristan's a great dude. Check out that show. It's called Taking the Charge. Uh, he's also a big basketball fan. Little double entendre there. So check that yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Sean it's Benson. Uh, this is on. Uh, this is gonna be available on Anchor, uh, Anchor FM. They then it gets exported to like through the RSS feed to you know uh, Castbox, Podbean, so on and so forth. I wasn't trying to sell you guys on it, but yeah, if you want to check him out, that's that's flattering. Uh, and then the other one would be Sean Benson uh, down in Australia. Uh, he's got another short form podcast. His runs about half an hour. He's got about five episodes and he's doing 
AOS adjacent content. So a little bit of what Rantcast tries to do, where where we talk about the other stuff we love surrounding Rantcast. So he's had an episode on uh, organization. He had an episode on like actually Trist- Tristan's love of basketball. He just did CrossFit. Uh, like so, he's doing some of these like sort of like adjacent subjects. It's really really great. Uh, I seriously recommend them, especially if you just like if you're like you're like man, I just need that like that bus ride amount of content because Grantcast, I get it. I'm long, man. Uh, but if you need that other thing, <laughs> like it's they're they're really good stuff. So and they're both great dudes. So so yeah. Uh, Brent, Jack, man, thank you so much for being on. Uh, I think I'm going to have to. I think I'm going to have to make a trip over there. I think I'm going to have to make a trip over there. Uh, I know there's a Burning Cat Festival. The dudes who do uh, who do the uh, uh, the Oatmeal's card game, uh, burnt, uh, which is exploding kittens and stuff. He's trying to do an expo oh, yeah. this year. Maybe if I line that up, come in, uh, film a bat rap of uh, of taking taking this Packers Seahawks rivalry to the oh, table. Yeah. Yeah, I have to repaint my entire my entire army, but maybe make that happen. Again, thank you all for being on. Uh, this is a blast. And chat gang, thank you so much. You're the show within a show. You keep us going. Uh, we'll catch you all later. <laughs>